Trying out a new podcast concepts today. Over the last few years, I've tried a bunch of different things for my mental health, various self-help things, um, learning about different types of therapy and ways that you can kind of do those on your own, like CBT worksheets or various other things. Um, and that with these different things I've tried, Mostly they haven't made a kind of large ongoing difference in like solving all my problems, but uh, a lot of them I've like found really interesting and gotten really into. And so the concepts for this podcast and what we'll be trying out today is that I will have a different person on each episode um, and they will bring some issue that they are having um, and I'll pick one of these various things that I've tried and learnt about but hasn't solved all my problems um, and we will try that out with their thing live on the pod so the concept is kind of like hey here's something that didn't really necessarily work for me but I got really into and learned a lot about and now at least we can get something out of that or I can get something out of that by being able to kind of teach someone else about it, take someone else through that live on the pod. Uh, so I may or may not do more episodes of this concept but I wanted to at least do one to try out the idea. And my friend Harley uh, very kindly agreed to be the guinea pig for this. Uh, we did uh, agree beforehand that he would be able to decide after we had recorded it whether or not he still actually felt comfortable with it being released. Uh, but as you will be able to deduct by the fact that you're listening to this, that was the case, he did. The uh, method, the approach, the technique that we go through in this episode is something called Team CBT. So CBT stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, as many of you will know. And Team CBT is one particular variant of CB2, CBT that is, that is relatively new, Team CBT. The team part is also an acronym. Uh, it stands for testing, empathy, uh, agenda setting, and methods. And these are the four stages of the Team CBT model. So Team CBT, as opposed to normal CBT, uh, basically adds three additional steps before getting to the things that you would do in traditional CBT, which come under the M methods phase. Um, you obviously hear this in a lot more detail as we actually go through this process live on the pod uh, with a particular problem that Harley had been having. Uh, we'll get right to that in a moment. Um, I 
did want to do a little disclaimer that I clearly am not a therapist um, in any way, shape or form. I'm not qualified, licensed, etc. Uh, this is just something that I learned about for my own interest, this uh, team CBT process, um, and read David Burns's books and listened to a lot of his podcasts uh, where he does live sessions with this and talks about how to use the process for yourself, etc. Um, and so I'm taking Harley through based on what I've learned for myself. Uh, if you do want to actually learn about Team CBT, uh, I am obviously not at all an authority on it. So if you want to really learn about it, you can go to David Burns's book called Feeling Great. Uh, or listen to his podcast called The Feeling Good Podcast. Uh, especially the episodes of that where he does live therapy sessions. Highly recommend. Uh, and I should put some links in the show notes. Uh, also, the audio quality, you'll notice it changes a bit over the pods because we kind of change between various different microphones, audio sources, recording on my phone, recording on a connected to the computer, etc. Uh, and in the first part of the pod, I think sometimes my voice drops a little low at some points and you might have some trouble hearing that. Um, that should then even out more in later parts of the pod. Let's get to it. Yeah, thanks again for joining us. Yeah. yeah. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm nervous. How are you feeling? Mm. Um, I feel like I'm feeling less nervous than you are. Cool. For some reason. Cool. Maybe I have no pressure to be running the event. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So this, I feel like I only have to follow your lead. Great. Uh, indeed. So I'm very interested in the observer effect mm. and I'm wondering how my knowledge that this is being recorded will affect the experience. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll forget. I just broke my pencil. Yeah. It's cause you're excited. Yeah. I've got two pens here. Oh, could I have one of them? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll never know. Mm. Unless we repeat this exact same thing, but with that microphone turned off. Yeah, do a control. Yeah, do a control. I could imagine, you know, I examine my feelings so far, I have a sense that I'm more attentive and mm, put like almost putting more effort in or yeah, something. Same. Then I think if I was in a therapist's office, I think I would still. Uh, do my best with the method because of course I would be hoping that it was going to work so I would want to be kind of participating well but now I feel like because of, of the sense of an audience I'm even more mm. eager or like right. determined well, to do a, a good positive job effect. Yeah. maybe all therapy sessions should be recorded and then broadcast to uh, make people focus more <laughs> Mm. <laughs> we won't mention the downsides of that idea. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, great. You've got like these papers in front of you, mm-hmm. which our listeners can't see, but there's this kind of, um, how do we describe these? Little forms, I guess. <laughs> forms that can be filled. Yeah. Um, so one of these, which is called the Daily Mood Journal, this is like the main thing you'd work with if you were like, um, yeah, just like applying a technique for yourself on your own, kind of go through and mm-hmm. fill in certain things and we'll go through that. Um, when uh, Team CBT is being done, like with a therapist in a session, the first step, um, well, the first step is a T, which is for testing, mm-hmm. which is that you um, fill in this other form we have here called the uh, Brief Mood Survey, yep. um, which just has a bunch of questions about how you're feeling and stuff. Um, and the idea behind that is that you do that at the start and the end of the session so that the therapist would be able to see um, how much that sort of session in itself actually change your mood and have a kind of a sense of how you're going. Um, David Burns is, like, very pessimistic on people's, on therapists' ability to, like, um, tell how their patients are actually doing. Um, and I, like, when I've used this, done this for myself, I would just do this as well, even just for myself, like fill it in at the start and the end and be like, oh, did doing that exercise, like change my mood at all and that kind of thing. Um, have a look. It, it, is, it is like pretty, there's like a lot on there and it's like pretty personal, some of it and stuff. So see like if you feel okay filling that in. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so I guess we can, uh, yeah, I guess we'll start with that. Great. I'll just um, give you a rating particular questions from uh, zero to four just for everybody yeah listening here um <laughs> should i read out what i'm as i'm filling them in or yeah uh, yeah sure okay if, yeah if you're comfortable um so the how depressed do you feel right now sad or down in the dumps um i mean i'm, I'm gonna say zero i feel Mm. This is, this is, see, I knew this would be this ironic thing where, like, um, I think I've done one or two things with like this with you before, like when you made the um, AI therapist. Um, oh, yeah. And then every time I do them, I'm in a good mood. Or maybe even the act of, like, doing something interesting to do with yeah. mental health is, like, feels like it distorts the results of it happens to something. me every time i go to therapy because i'm just like yeah. oh i'm just like here talking with someone about it's like how going, nice. this is great yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah this is editing jalen here uh we're going to skip over the rest of filling out this brief mood survey um both because it became uh not so useful because usually you would fill one of these out before doing this process and then afterwards and be able to compare but we ended up having to split the recording over um, two different days with a few days in between them Um, and so seeing the mood survey after the second one on a totally different day um, wouldn't really give that much information about uh, how the process itself went necessarily Uh, And also because during filling out this uh, survey here, this mood survey, we ended up going on to this tangent that uh, wasn't really related to um, what we were working on in in the episode so much um, and was also something that could potentially be quite triggering for some people. So we're just skipping over this whole section. But yeah... 
usually here you would continue filling out this breeze mood survey that has these like zero to four questions on how you're feeling in the moment around various things, um, how depressed, how anxious, uh, how happy, um, various things. Uh, and this is available on David Byrne's website, the brief mood survey. Um, great. Um, so that's our initial testing. Yeah, I like that survey. Now. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like an, it has like a kind of broad array of things, right? Mm. It's like, yeah. Um, cool. And, uh, cool. So, um, yeah, I thought before we start going to these specific forms and stuff, um, you could, yeah, just like tell me a bit about, so I know like kind of roughly the um, thing that you wanted to work on with this. But yeah, tell me a bit, mm. a bit about that and yeah. how that's been, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to work on what I believe is called preoccupied attachment. And um, yeah, something my therapist said recently, which I thought described it quite well, is like mm-hmm. putting your... Sorry, I'm just going to... Oh, there we go. just wanted to make sure I have my pen to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your therapist. Um, yeah, it's like putting your... Um, or, yeah, putting your attention in the mind of someone else, like I guess often a, a person that you're dating or really close to, um, and thinking about what their thoughts might be or what their experience might be quite a lot. So it's like a preoccupation with the other, um, which potentially in small doses is quite empathetic and could have, I guess, positive effects of being, yeah, you know, um, thoughtful. But I think in, yeah, large doses can be quite, um, anxiety inducing and also like lead to a lot of distractedness. Um, which is definitely something I've found myself experiencing the last few times I've been in romantic relationships that I have perhaps thought so frequently of my partner that I was, um, yeah, struggling to be present in myself. Um, and then, yeah, that seems to have been the case both during and then after the relationship as well, where I've perhaps ruminated quite a lot on, yeah, the relationship and what happened and what um, led to it ending and revisiting moments and considering hypotheticals of what could have happened differently and all of this sort of thing. Um, And, um, yeah, again, all of that sort of causing a lack of ability to fully... Um, just be present and enjoy the present. Um, and yeah, I mean, from what I understand, I don't know that much about attachment theory, but from what I understand, secure attachment is kind of the ideal, um, and looks like, um, 
a much healthier ability to focus on oneself and not be constantly um, affected by a partner, even when you're in a really close relationship. Mm. Yeah. Right, so it's like, um, yeah, I guess coming under this sort of heading of the anxious preoccupied attachment and what that, um, the like experiences of that for you is about being like thinking a lot, you were saying about what a partner is, what's going on for them, kind of what they're thinking and feeling and stuff. Mm. And I guess it sounds like I'm feeling quite worried or anxious about what that might be. Potentially. Yeah. Definitely distracted. Yeah. Okay. So not necessarily worried, but just Mm -hmm. that a lot of your attention is on that. So it's not on kind of what's happening in the present or what's going on for you. Yeah. 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 And that happening, you're saying during, during a relationship, you have a lot of your attention on that, but then also after it will be on that Mm -hmm. and can be more like sort of ruminating or thinking or hypotheticals or how things could have gone differently or what you should have done and those kinds of things. Yeah. And that kind of, um, so just being very absorbed in that and finding it hard to like be focused on just whatever's like going on in your life. Yeah. Um, in the, in the present. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. This. Yeah. Hmm. It sounds like that's, so you're saying it's not, it's not necessarily that that's that you're feeling sort of anxious about that or worried. I guess maybe some, sometimes mm-hmm. it might be that, but that it, you felt, um, uh, yeah, when, when it is, when it is, you're not feeling anxious or worried necessarily. Um, how, how do you find yourself feeling with that? Um, when that's happening, the, yeah. Is it just kind of like, Oh, I'm, I'm distracted. And it's kind of just like, it's like annoying that you can't just focus on what's going on or is there like, more emotions that come with that as well. Yeah, I think it's a mix. Um, yeah, usually I'd say distractedness seems like the main one, which, yeah, is maybe annoying or, or frustrating. And then um, in the more in, intense version, definitely like quite anxiety inducing or even a little panicky or something um but yeah I guess certainly all the experience has in common is like a lack of calmness and Mm. easiness there's certainly some like agitation around yeah um and um yeah also a lack of control I would say like Mm. has or at least a seeming lack of control. Um, Definitely had quite a few experiences of having maybe a loop, like going back to particular memories or something and um, not wanting to do that, like just trying to focus on talking to a friend or um, being at work or something and um, feeling unable to, to get away from... Um, this thought, oh, yeah, train of thought, and mm, having done some of this CBT work, or, um, yeah, feeling, like, quite self-reflexive and, like, having quite a decent metacognition, I've been surprised by my inability with this particular um, topic. I really Mm. 
can't seem to talk myself out of it or um, get away from it when it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, right. So it kind of goes on a... Yeah, I'll see if I've got that right, that it goes on a sort of a spectrum where sometimes it's at the lower end um, just that you feel kind of agitated and you're not, like, calm or relaxed and present. But then that can go right up to feeling anxious or even panicky at other times. Mm. And that that can also feel... Uh, like out of control sometimes because you um, will have these thoughts going and even be like very aware that what's happening and kind of have this metacognition and go, okay, I'm in a thought loop or whatever, but still don't seem to have any ability to kind of break out of that. And that feels a bit out of control or I'd imagine that maybe even feel scary or does it mm. to not be able to. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly, yeah, certainly that sense of, um, being in the passenger seat, not the driver's seat, like yeah. oh, I'm being led around by my emotions or by my life, rather. Uh, editing Jalen here. Uh, the microphone uh, recording cut out for a little bit again here. And if I remember correctly, what I was saying then was something about how I was feeling annoyed that Harley was having to feel all these things and go through this. Just lost the microphone again. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm annoyed. I'm like, yeah, because, like, you know, obviously I just really like you as a person and, like, <laughs> and, and um, yeah, when you're not having a good time, like, why? Go mm. away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does seem... Yeah, it does seem quite ridiculous sometimes um yeah but um, yeah I do feel like I'm slowly getting better and better at kind of at least the awareness of what's happening yeah 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 okay so that's so that's sort of metacognition type stuff of like noticing that's what's happening you're finding you're doing that more and more and yeah more aware yeah yeah. Hmm. And yeah, like one, for example, one train of thought might be like around kind of blaming myself or being very critical of how I acted in a past relationship or something. Mm-hmm. And then I think just recognizing that. at least that's sort of not necessarily useful or at least to the degree that I'm thinking about it. So yeah, again, just kind of identifying like this is unhelpful and this is not necessarily the truth um, or not necessarily yeah, relevant right now. Mm. That feels really good to be able to start doing those sorts of things. Cool. Yeah. To be like seeing more often that those ruminate type of thoughts is like not really helping you or, or even true necessarily mm-hmm. yeah 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 cool okay well we might um go on now to kind of um a way to make some of this more specific i guess in order to be able to start working with it yeah um so we have this paper in front of you called the daily mood journal um, yeah this is available from david burns's website for anyone who would like to Great. to obtain one if you google david burns daily mood journal that's what i did um 
And so it's got, um, yeah, basically, so first you choose a, so you've got this kind of general issue we've been talking about of attachment type things and like remaining thinking a lot about partner during or after relationships. Mm. Um, but we want to um, then choose like a specific um, time or event when this like manifested mm-hmm. um, and then we'll like work with that as like a microcosm, I guess, of the whole issue. Um, so I guess if you think of a, can either be an event or just like a time, you know, oh, I was sitting on the bus and was thinking about this or mm-hmm. whatever, but some, some time or event recently um, when this was really uh, manifesting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Yeah, I can probably just choose when I woke up this morning. Great. Yeah. <laughs> As a <laughs> cool. <laughs> woke up this morning. Um, so I've got this upsetting event uh, field, and you're filling that in there. Um, which yeah seems to be a pretty common time for me to have a lot of thoughts. Mm, same. I usually feel worse in the day when I. First wake up, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then we've got, cool, so this is the time we're working with. And then next we, uh, on the Daily Mood Journal, we've got uh, various emotions. So you, like, um, go through and, like, note down specifically what you were f- uh, feeling at that time um, and how strong mm-hmm. they each were. Yeah. So um, the first kind of cluster of emotions is um, sad, blue, depressed, down, unhappy. Oh, one thing that's maybe helpful, I guess, for doing this, because um, this upsetting event is like not in the present. If you like take a moment to kind of put yourself back in that, if mm-hmm. that feels all right, and kind of yeah. in that headspace, and then you can kind of answer these from like, okay, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. put yourself there, then what, what what is it that comes up? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Just let me know when you kind of feel like you're there and we can... Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so out of sad, blue, depressed, down and unhappy, which of those? Um, oh, you have to choose one? Yes, yeah, so or multiple, as many as you want. Yeah. Um, zero to all. Yeah, maybe maybe blue feels relevant. Blue? Yeah. yeah. And not any of the others? Correct. Cool. Yeah. And what percentage would you, on a zero to a hundred scale, how strong is that feeling? Right now? Uh, yeah, I guess if you kind of put yourself there, it can kind of be a bit of a combo of like now or kind of like, oh, if you were feeling it as, yeah, as at the time. Now, yeah. Could say at the time would be very different to, in this yeah, right now. yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess to at the time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know, like 30%. 30%. Yeah, that's an interesting question because I feel like I would, when I do this, I'd often even do it, like, for quite a recent thing in the moment when I still felt that. But I guess if you, um, and when I've heard David Burns do this with people, it seems like it kind of goes a bit between them. So it will be, like, partly about how you're feeling now, but it seems like sometimes people are answering more about how they were then, which is a bit weird because you do then go back after and be like, okay, like, as we're doing things, like, how is it changing and stuff, which I guess doesn't make so much sense if you're only talking about it in the past. Um, mm. But I guess let's, um, yeah, I guess let's kind of do do then. And, we, yeah, just try that. Um, uh, anxious, worried, panicky, nervous, frightened. 
Yeah, she's anxious. Um, I think that's all. Cool. And how strongly? Maybe like 50. And then we have guilty, remorseful, bad, ashamed. Yeah, I think I'd choose all of them. Guilty, remorseful, bad, ashamed. And like 65. 65. And inferior, worthless, inadequate, defective, incompetent. Um, do incompetent. And like 40. 40. Uh... Lonely, unloved, unwanted, rejected, alone, abandoned. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's a pretty intense Pretty list. real. Yeah, I think I would... Yeah, I would do, do me rejected and alone and abandoned, yeah. And maybe 65 as well. 65. Uh, I can let you even... Fill those maybe is that easier? I guess if you're saying it out loud, that's easier for the audio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, embarrassed, foolish, humiliated, self-conscious. Maybe the self-conscious. Mm. Yeah. And forty. Forty percent. And hopeless, discouraged, pessimistic, despairing. Mm-hmm. Um, discouraged. Mm. Yeah. Fifty um, percent. Fifty percent. Frustrated, stuck, thwarted, defeated. Um, no, I don't think I felt any of those. Cool. So zero. Uh, angry, mad, resentful, annoyed, irritated, upset, furious. Put annoyed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 40. Okay. And any other feelings? Agitated, overwhelmed, or just anything else that hasn't been on here? Um, it, um, it felt like wanting to do things again wanting to like go back and have the opportunity to replay mm. maybe yeah, that's came that through like a remorse like a or regret I guess regret because we already did yeah. remorseful maybe that kind yeah. of covers it yeah so you can we add regret there yeah How strong was that? Uh, like 50. 50. Okay. So the strongest things is the, um, that guilty, remorseful, bad, ashamed, mm. and then I guess regret kind of related to that. So like the 65. Um, mm. And then also the rejected, alone, abandoned, the 65 as well. So there's like both pretty strong mm-hmm. people in those ones. Um, and then also these others, so the blue, anxious, uh, incompetent, self-conscious, discouraged, annoyed as well. Mm. Mm. And when um, you are, well, I guess first off, yeah, like it sounds like that was from, yeah, all these emotions, like that's it's a pretty shitty way to like wake up and just like a lot, a lot going on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I feel sad that that was like the way you woke up this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, thanks. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and I guess, um, yeah, it's also 
people I guess you like clearly you know between then and now based on like what you have built in on the other mm. thing and kind of in some way done things and kind of gotten yourself a bit like out of that space which yeah. is cool but yeah still pretty crazy how much that can happen from uh side of the day to the end of the day I guess it's yeah. now obviously um right at the end of the late. day yeah <laughs> Oh, maybe we should check the computer. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did it just lock me out? Oh, no. This is very bad. Did I forget to... Oh, no. (laughs) So what's happened? Oh, my God. So what's happened is that my my computer's set to, like, lock me out at a certain time each night. That's awesome. Yeah, which is very handy. And then today I was like, I have to remember to change that before I do this with Harley because mm. I'm really late and I didn't do that okay um so now you're just locked out so I'm locked out <laughs> uh interesting so I guess we can either just call to my phone yep um yeah I guess we'll record on my phone. The old um, halfway through change in audio yeah, quality. Yeah, audio bit suddenly becomes terrible. Okay, here we are back on the phone. Um, okay, <laughs> sorry for all of that. Um, so you've gone through these emotions, and the next thing that you do is, um, as it is CBT, look at the um, thoughts mm-hmm. that might be like, causing those emotions. Um, so we've got this column here for negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically you just think about, okay, at this, uh, in this moment when I woke up this morning mm-hmm. and had thoughts, um, what thoughts were going through my mind as mm-hmm. I was having these different feelings. Um, I just start to mm-hmm. put down some of, some of those. Okay. Um, Um, great. What's the exact thought? I, um, mm. yeah, it can be hard to kind of pinpoint it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, um. I'm writing, I should have been more agreeable. Mm. In January. Cool. Should have been more agreeable in January. Should I write a few of these? Yeah, yeah, write a, write a bunch. Try, basically, yeah, basically try to get down all of the, mm-hmm. all of the thoughts, or at least all of the, um, main, like maybe there should be more agreeable in January, and then another is like, oh, I should be more agreeable on that specific weekend in January, you don't necessarily need both of those, but we want to cover like all the um, all the types of thoughts you're having. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm really like I am hard to get along with. Maybe mm-hmm. it feels kind of connected to the first one. Um, Mm. Woo. 
Yeah, I'm running. I pushed away someone I loved. Okay, I have five negative thoughts. Cool. What's that last one? Uh, things would have gone differently if I'd been more sensible and grounded. Mm. And what's the... Um, maybe it'd be helpful if the differently was it more specific. Like, what's the, what do you find yourself thinking differently? Like, things would have been all good, or... Or, like, the relationship I was in would have continued. Mm. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, that was, like, the... Like, I'd still be in this relationship if I'd been more sensible and grounded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's synonymous. Cool. Um, and cool. So that's like the main things that yeah. you're thinking. Yeah. Cool. And then we'll kind of see, because, yeah, I guess the idea is we want to have thoughts that cover, like, all these emotions, so that in terms of what's causing all these emotions, mm -hmm. we have, like, thoughts for all of them. So I guess if we have a look at those, um, so we've got, I should have been more agreeable in January, I'm hard to get along with, I'm not good at relationships, I pushed away someone I loved, I'd still be in this relationship if I'd been more sensible and grounded. Um, I wonder, and so I'm, like guessing that a lot of these are pretty connected with like the guilty, remorseful, bad, ashamed yeah. thinking like, I should have done things differently and mm -hmm. it's my fault kind of thing um uh what was like some thoughts because I think we've also got like uh the um like rejected alone abandoned that's also quite a strong thing yeah. were there, what was like some thoughts connected with that mm. Yeah, maybe a thoughts connected to that's more like um, she. Editing Jalen here. Uh, the audio got <laughs> overrun here for a second by alerts going off on my phone that we were recording on. I think what Harley says at this point is the other thought being uh, that she, his ex partner, left without wanting to discuss things or something like that. And what is, uh, yeah, cause that in itself is probably like, I'm guessing that that's pretty factual. Like mm. what, I mean, I didn't know it was like a thing where she said, um, maybe that she didn't want to discuss things or something. Cause maybe if it could be, um, we could say like, what, uh, is upsetting about that for you, I guess. Or like, what's the thought that makes that? upsetting um, does that make sense yeah maybe it's like I didn't get a chance to mm. um, discuss things maybe I think 
get a chance to discuss things. Sexual thought, like, um, mm, that I guess makes it different to where maybe someone who was like really glad for it to be ended might be like, I didn't get a chance to discuss things, thank god. And what's like your thought that's like, no, this is, yeah, it's like I should have gotten a chance to discuss things, or like, I can't, yeah, maybe I would have liked a chance to, to discuss things, yeah. So, I guess that is, um, uh includes a emotion and so with these we try to get things that is like um just a thought and doesn't include i mean i guess it's yeah. a bit of interpretation but like sure yeah um, um like like everything like is something to do with like things would be good if i got an, a chance to discuss things or like every, everything's ruined because i didn't get a chance to discuss things or anything like that I think it's like it. It's it's unfair that I didn't get a chance yeah, to discuss great. things. Maybe yeah. yeah. It's unfair that I didn't get a chance to discuss things. Um, and is Which there? A, yeah. I think that leaves. Yeah, just yeah. with the emotion. I think that probably leads to a lot of the like abandoned one, abandoned mm. alone. Uh, I think they're on the other side. Yeah. Like the, yeah. That probably connects to yeah. like. Rejected or abandoned. Yeah. So is there something about like what that means around being rejected? Like, oh, she doesn't actually care about me, or is there some kind of like. Um, yeah. I'm alone really, now, or I. Yeah, I think just. Um, like, she. She felt like it was too much hard work. I guess that's the thought. Is that? Yeah. What What is it? Um, yeah, that makes that upsetting. I mean, obviously, I as like a human can understand yeah, yeah, what yeah, 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 upsetting. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, Like, I, yeah, um, I had a phrase that, like, like, a relationship that I really loved and was willing to work for, um, someone else didn't feel the same way about it. And, oh, okay, okay so this is good, because I feel like um, we're starting to kind of accidentally do something that's part of one of the techniques, but I guess we could do now, which is, like, the downward arrow technique where you take a thought and then you kind of go, what's, what makes that upsetting? Mm. And then you kind of do that recursively. Yeah. So maybe with this, it's worth trying a bit of that with. Yeah. So we've got, um, someone, someone that I loved and could have had a good relationship with didn't want to work to make that happen. What was it? How yeah. did you say? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good way to phrase it. Um, and what is upsetting about that? What does that, or what does that, yeah, what does that mean to you that's upsetting mm. the fact that that's the case? As opposed to like, oh, there you go, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Is there something around like, now I won't be, won't feel connected with anyone or can't feel happy or something about um, that means that 
Yeah, I mean, or maybe just now we lost the chance to have the great relationship we might have had. Hmm. Lost the chance. Um, I wonder if I would even have, you could phrase that in terms of like I. Yeah. Yeah. In terms no. of parts of it, you, you would, like I've lost the chance to have a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 have a great relationship um and let's even yeah try a bit more with this and whatever so um so when you're like I've, you lost the chance to have that great relationship what mm. um what does that mean to you or what makes that upsetting mm. if i was like an alien from mars that's like yeah yeah oh, you've lost this great relationship this, this great relationship yeah what's the problem <laughs> um yeah, and yeah, not in terms of like I guess like justifying or something, but just like mm. what is it that that means to you? Where you're like, yeah. you've lost a great relationship, therefore, yeah. Um, like it's like now my experience is one of feeling more alone or less connected than it might have been in another timeline. Mm. I don't know if that's best way to put it yeah 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 i guess we could like take because that's got the emotions we could put it more in terms of the thoughts and like tell me if i'm wrong but i'm guessing that's that's like probably a more like sort of reasonable and like nice phrasing of it than like maybe what you're thinking in that moment True. That be, yeah, yeah like what would it be that you're thinking in that moment like are you lost the chance of the relationship so uh like Yes, I feel alone, maybe. And what's the what's the thought? The thought. That is it like, so I am alone now, or I can't have a real connection? Like, mm-hmm. now I'm not going to have a real connection with someone, or... Um, yeah. I think that, um... Yeah, I might not connect with someone like that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was true that you wouldn't connect with someone like that again, what would that mean to you? What would make that upsetting? Mm. Um, I might not have the support I would like to have. Is it, again, tell me if I'm wrong, but is the thought in that moment more like the support that I need or something stronger like that or like yeah, oh yeah totally yeah cool so if that's the case I wouldn't uh, uh, support I need filling up this thing um have the support I need mm. um and yeah, if I'm a Martian that doesn't understand yeah. this, okay, you might not have the support that you need. Oh, and by the way, this this downward arrow thing is like, it's, it's meant to be lots of levels, so it's not like I'm asking again because you didn't answer it right or yeah, something, yeah, like yeah. the waters keep going, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so if it was true that you might not have the support that you need, mm. what would that mean to you? Why would that be upsetting? Um, 
like I might experience pain and have to bear it alone. Mm. Um, I think we're probably getting pretty close to the to the bottom of it now. Um, but if it was true that you'd have to bear your pain alone, mm-hmm. what would that mean to you? Why would that be upsetting? Have to mm. bear it alone. Mm, like I might, my life might be more difficult than it needs to be. What I need. Feel pain and have to bear it alone. Is it um? Is it stronger than that? Even the like more difficult because I guess like that sounds quite intense. The like fear and pain and bearing it alone mm. is a lot. Is the what difficult it needs to be is it like something you know, stronger like life might be horrible would be horrible or is it mm. what's kind um. of the the raw thought I guess yeah like um Yeah, maybe just I might be sad and lonely. Like forever? Yeah. Or again, yeah. like if I'm wrong. Yeah. 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 I might be sad and lonely forever. Okay. And we've filled up that sheet, so good number of uh of, <laughs> of downward arrows um okay great so that's a lot of downward arrow on that i think we probably have a mood of the emotions um subconscious discouraged annoyed um have you covered everyone like the anxious thing there's something there of like mm-hmm. what's gonna I- happen what you should be doing or something I think it's more like anxious that I'm still having these thoughts mm. a few months later. Yeah, and what's so, the thought about that? Like that you shouldn't be, or yeah, they might go on for it, keep going, or yeah, just I should be over this. Mm. Cool. Let's mm. go to another sheet. I should be over this. Yeah. And is there some kind of like prediction of like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to stop this or something around like. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, how would you put that? Yeah. Um, yeah, this will... Uh, I will continue thinking this. Cool. Uh, okay, that seems like it covers most of it. Um, cool, so I'll... Um, I'll check my... I'm getting it with kind of all you've got here and just like what you said earlier, I guess. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess, yeah, with this particular instance, which is like an example of what you've been... What happens like reasonably often of um, thinking about um, 
what happened in this relationship has ended, mm. um, going over thinking about what you should have done differently, mm. um, and there's thoughts like you should have been more agreeable, um, that, and I guess you should have acted in ways like thinking that you pushed them away, thinking you should have acted in different ways that would have pushed them away, um, and then also like labeling that, I guess, to yourself in general that you're hard to get along with, that you're not good at relationships. Mm. Um, and seeing that in that like more global way, this is like this mm-hmm. this flaw with you, and that if you'd been different, then you would still have this thing. Like specifically, if you've been sensible and grounded, mm-hmm. uh, and but also, I guess with all of those things, these feelings of um, like guilt, remorse, bad, and ashamed with all of those, mm-hmm. and then these other thoughts of like being unfair that you didn't get a chance to discuss things and maybe some of that um the like annoyed feeling coming along with that Mm. is that it yeah definitely yeah um and then this thought of that you've lost the chance to have a great relationship connected with this rejected alone abandoned feelings and then the thoughts underneath that that because you've lost a chance of a great relationship you might not um, ever get to connect with someone like that again um, and then you wouldn't have the support that you need that would mean that you if you felt pain you'd have to deal with that alone mm. and that then you might just be sad and lonely forever mm. and that, and this real feeling of the yeah alone abandoned feeling mm-hmm. with all of that yeah yeah and <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah is it like it sounds quite intense to, like hear it all just kind of yeah set out like that yeah, yeah really yeah. um yeah really interesting though yeah 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 i feel i this probably sounds cheesy but like i feel a lot of um compassion for you right now just like hearing mm-hmm. um especially with hearing all these thoughts and like what's um underneath it of just the i guess that feel like it sounds like quite a feeling of like sort of vulnerability and like um and that like aloneness and yeah it's, it's like not vulnerability isn't quite right I'm just um, reading into your facial expressions now oh uh, true <laughs> um yeah I guess there's a vulnerability to yeah. it yeah but more yeah. this like alone and yeah I just I just mm. um feel sad and like want to I feel like I want to like give the like internal the kind of internal sad and alone feeling hardly mm. in bed a big hug and be mm. like oh. <laughs> yeah. oh thanks yeah um yeah so with all of that before we go on to uh, I guess working on these things um mm. something that in team CBT sessions is often done and feels maybe appropriate here as well mm. um is to with this this stage is like uh, mostly about getting a sense of what's going on and um and yeah i guess this is called like the empathy stage it's just trying to understand what it is um and if you were to give me so far like a grade on empathy in terms of um how much you feel like i'm kind of understanding things and how kind of care about you feel mm-hmm. on like an a to f scale it would be like a b a c a d mm-hmm. and e and f what would that so far yeah oh it gives you an A yeah oh I feel very understood yeah. yeah cool cool yeah thank you no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, any any like little things that you kind of feel like was missed or was like, oh. Um, no, not really. Like, cool. I feel, yeah. Oh, cool. It's pretty in-depth. Cool. Um, yeah, do you feel feel ready to go on to working on the things or do you feel like you'd like some more just, like, empathy first? Mm. Oh, um, no, I feel ready. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, cool. um, if you had a... Uh, if you could kind of have the, the that miracle cure of, like, the ideal thing, like, you walk out of here tonight and you're like, wow, that thing that didn't work for Jalen, that was just, like, amazing. Mm. Like, what would that be? What would have, like, happened uh, or changed? Oh, what would have happened? Um, yeah, I suppose I'd have some guarantee that I wasn't going to fall into that type of rumination again, mm. um, which I'm not in currently, so I feel... Mm. It feels a long way away, but I know, well, just from extrapolating from the pattern, I can see that it's very likely that it will happen again. Yeah. Because it's been pretty regular. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, so if you, so I guess if you had like a, um, then if you had like a magic button that you could press and like all of these, I mean, I guess these feelings, you're not feeling so much now, but yeah. they could like fully go away and then mm-hmm. even... Um, all of these thoughts, including those kind of underlying thoughts of mm. what would happen if you didn't have this relationship with stuff, and if they could just kind of all vanish and you mm. would never feel those again, do you feel like you would press that button? Um, yep, I think I would. Well, we sadly do not have a okay. button. Yeah. Um, and this is all part of the this very obviously structured process, and all of these things are also like part of the process. Mm. You kind of can ask yourself these questions. Um, but we do have some, um, you know, cool techniques and methods that cool. work really well for some people. Not always working so well for me necessarily, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we before we, you know, might go into those, um, let's just check whether or not that would be a good idea. So. Uh, let's see with all these feelings and thoughts that you have um, if there's anything that's actually positive about those mm-hmm. uh, that you might lose if you press this magic button okay so this is in Team CBT what is called the A stage yeah where you uh, yeah also known as positive reframing where you see these things that mm. are the problem um, is there any kind of positive in these or any any benefit you're getting from them or cool mm. things they kind of say about you yes. that might actually be a reason to hold on to them? And this is both to kind of see how much I want to change these things and also, I guess, so that if, you know, maybe part of you even is aware of those things um, and kind of would be a bit hesitant to even change all of these things, potentially, mm. like, for good reason, yeah. to, like, make that really conscious and okay. then be able to kind of process that and see, okay, maybe I do then want to change or in this certain way or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that there's not sort of some part of you that's like, hey, what about this thing that you're kind of not, not aware of that's kind of holding things up? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. So uh, the first feeling class we had, it was feeling blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's usually like two different ways that um, two different positive things that can be about these like negative emotions. Mm-hmm. One can be like things that it says about you, like the fact that you're feeling blue or mm-hmm. that kind of says about you as a person or your values that might just be a really great thing. Mm-hmm. That's really important to you. Um, oh. And then also like ways that it helps you 
So like the fact that you're filling this like actually has these certain benefits. Mm, cool. Um, yeah. So what would be, um, there's not a space on the form for this. This is just a thing when I'm doing this for myself, I just like write it down separately. Um, what are some things about the fact that, you know, when you woke up this morning and you, you were feeling blue, what about mm. that is great? Yeah. Um, and this is also, yeah, this is like a collaborative thing. So I can, yeah. um, can help out as well. Yeah. I guess when you like do it a bunch of times, you get kind of mm. used to certain things, but it's pretty, I think a pretty weird thing to try and think of the first yeah. time. Um, yeah. I feel like I usually write poetry when I'm in that space, which mm-hmm. I really like doing. Um, it's your poetry. I suppose it implies a uh, kind of sensitivity, potentially. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's uh, important to you? Um, yeah, to have a sensitivity. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um, yeah. What else is good about it? Um, Yeah, maybe there's something like I know what I I know what doesn't feel good in relationships. Mm. Know what doesn't feel good. I wonder if there's something about it shows how um, that you like had something that really mattered to you and that was really great or really important to you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, how would you put that? Um, yeah, I think how you did, like, cool. had, had something that was important to me. Right. So I think Blue leads poetry, she's just sensitivity, which is important to you, mm. um, that you know what doesn't feel good for you, and that you had yeah. something yeah. that was important to you. Um, I've got anxious. Um... What's what's really great about the fact that you were feeling anxious? Uh, yeah, like kind of um, and the analysis of it, having lots of thoughts and drawing conclusions from them. Ooh, like helps you to yeah. analyze, draw conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. So we go with that one. Um, anxious, like using my brain. Shows <laughs> <laughs> so that you're using your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Yeah. Like like, thinking about things, not just ignoring it or something, or. Yeah. And literally just. Having like an active mind. Mm, yeah, things. cool. Mm-hmm. Have an active mind. Is that something that? Oh yeah, I guess often the kind of asking three questions where like part of it is like, is that true that, that you have an active mind and that it's showing that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that important um, to you? Um, what are some things about? Yeah, I think so. Like yeah, cool. to be thoughtful. And is that powerful? Um. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Have an active mind. Yeah. Um, what if it also like um, kind of motivates you to, to act or to work things mm-hmm. out or to like deal with things in some way? Is it yeah. some kind of? 
Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like organized thoughts, maybe. I wonder if it also shows that you like want to kind of keep yourself safe or protect yourself in some way mm-hmm. that you're yeah does that feel true um yeah that feels true to me yeah is that important to you um yeah hmm. protect yourself we've got uh, guilty, remorseful, bad, ashamed. Yeah. What's great and awesome about these? Um, yeah, like having a kind of active morality. Great. Is that something that's important to you? Yeah. Cool. What else? Um... Yeah, like Shows I want to do the right thing by others. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love that. Do the right thing. And is that real? You want to do the right thing by others? Yeah. Is that important to you? Yeah. Is it powerful? It's powerful. Yeah. Great. Anything else for that? Guilty, remorseful, bad, ashamed. I wonder if there's something about, um, like, you're willing to to see your part in things or to see ways you might have done things wrong or to, like, take responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're not just trying to, like, put everything onto other people or circumstances yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, willing to take responsibility. To take responsibility. And is that something that's important to you, like taking responsibility or seeing? Yeah, totally. Right? Um, feeling incompetent. That's um, great about that. Wow. Um, like, things to learn, want to learn. Yeah, because it could even like motivate you to go out, go to learn. You rejected, alone, and abandoned. What's great and awesome mm-hmm. about the fact of feeling rejected, alone, and abandoned? Um, like forced to practice self-love. Hmm, I love that. Is that something that's important to you to practice self-love? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. feels powerful. Hmm. What else for that? Um, man, I was good about it. Um, yeah, like not being codependent. Mm. Yes. Like it sort of shows that in the moment you're not being codependent, that you're mm. like accepting the fact that you're. Yeah. Yeah. There's also like um, sort of something about your like, desire to really connect with people and to, like, have connections and, yeah. like, how important that is to you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Definitely. 
Hmm. Is that true that you like, um, have a desire for genuine yeah, yeah, with people when it's important to you? Yeah. Hmm. Anything else with those? Um, yeah, what else are we going to... Oh, just opportunity to um, find new relationships. Hmm. Um, Great. Wow, I think I'm, um, I might be pretty faded, Jay. Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Do, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I feel just really... Um, That's okay. Yeah, it happens. The way... It's biological creatures. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can um, do a part two. Yeah, we, yeah we're definitely yeah, down. Yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah really enjoying the process. Cool, cool. Yeah. So we're here, we're here... Uh, how, how, wait, we said it was Tuesday. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we're here four days later, re... Restarting. Maybe I'll like. Yeah, maybe we can just like go over the stuff from the A stage that we already did, mm-hmm. and then kind of continue with that. Sounds great. Cool. Yeah. Um. So what do we, we had have? We had a list of words. Yeah, we had a list. It was nice. After doing that, I then like I think the day after or something, I like did some of that. Um, like the type of stuff we were doing in the A stage with the positive reframing or something. Because I was like, oh man, like, feeling really bad about this thing. And I was like, hey, I should try that thing mm-hmm. that I was we showing Harley last night. Uh, and it was nice hearing, I think like I texted you after, like after sort of hearing all that. Um, yeah, I guess just spending that time like hearing all the details of that what you had kind of been feeling and thinking that time mm. and stuff. Just like after you went, I was like, wow, I feel so like kind of connected and close to you just in hearing, after hearing all of that. And mm-hmm. it was like really nice to, um, yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you, how have you been doing with that? Cause I remember you, you um, yeah, how have you been doing with that since then? Yeah, I think, um, I think I remember the following day, like, having similar thoughts in the morning mm. and noticing that they felt softened or mm. lessened from this process and almost this sense of like, oh, I've I've like really examined this with Jalen recently, so mm, that sense of anxiety that that I've experienced when you you kind of have what feels like quite a big thought, and you're like, I don't quite know what's at the bottom of this or something. I feel like that's almost mm. a little unsettling. Like, yeah. I'm worried about my job, for example. And maybe you don't quite know, like, exactly what part of your job or what's causing it. Yeah. It's almost a little, like, um, there's some agitation in that, which I guess why, like, journaling, for example, can be really yeah. helpful because potentially you kind of figure it out and you're like, oh, this is the part of my job that's 
not feeling good. Um, I think this for me felt like it had a similar effect to that of like, okay, I've delved deep into the, the core of what's causing this. Hmm. And then, yeah, maybe it feels like it takes the edge off a bit. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Did that, was that mainly on that day after, like, did that last Mm -hmm. for an hour or was it kind of stronger and then that faded off that effect? Yeah, maybe has faded a bit, but um, probably not entirely. And definitely looking forward to getting back into the work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, yeah, that's interesting, because, like, the stuff that we did last time, uh, we didn't even get to the actual, like, method stage where you're actually mm-hmm. trying to kind of mm-hmm. change how, you, how you're kind of thinking and feeling and stuff. So that's cool that even just from that... Mm. Um, stage that's more just like looking at what is going on yeah the, that yeah. Things a bit. yeah it's just like a sort of a warm soothing drink the first three stages a bit of mm. TEA mm, I knew that was going so <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is a joke about the fact that I'm drinking tea right now mm. yeah also I feel like this episode is going to be um, we might need a content warning for people with uh, what's it called misophonia where people that find like drinking or eating sounds really annoying because I think that whole first one we're just like eating chips and now just drinking tea. True. So it's um yeah, strong content warning. Misophonia. Mm. I think it's like a genetic thing even that people have really strong. It's just like I can't. Mm. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's correlation with people who can't eat coriander. Yeah. Also genetic and also sensory. Yeah, no idea. There are so many questions that will never be answered within the confines of this podcast. <laughs> Sadly. <Yes. laughs> if we were to answer all questions, I think I would not enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, it would be very long, at the least. Let me move my laptop here so I can see if it randomly stops recording again. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I guess... Um, Yeah, I'm thinking because I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just kind of quickly review what we did. I, I guess, like, for people listening to this, they'll be like, but I've just heard that. But I actually also think that when we were doing stuff, I didn't really, like, describe that much, like, what the general steps were that we were actually doing, like, if someone else was going to apply them. So I think probably it's still helpful for me to just, like, quickly talk over that. Um, so I guess we did that first stage, which was the testing stage, where you, like, filled in the kind of questionnaire things. Um, and then we had the empathy stage, which was like a combo of just talking about um, what had been going on for you with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also more specifically filling in the um, different specific emotions and kind of how strong they are with these different percentages on the, sh- on the sheet, the daily mood journal sheet. Available in, the, online. Um, in the therapist role here, are you mm. making a concerted effort to show empathy? Yeah, I guess I was... Yeah, I guess it's kind of this weird in-between thing doing this where it's like, I'm not a therapist or your therapist, but I also am, like, going through this process, so kind of, I guess, doing some things that are part of a therapist role. role. But I guess where that... Oh, sorry, maybe a better question is, um, is part of Team CBT... Ah, yeah. ...is the idea that um, 
uh, I mean, I suppose unconditional positive regard is a core mm. principle of some therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to be confused with GDPR. Yeah. Is that the, the European data privacy legislation? I mean, yeah. anyway, just in case any of the are getting Yeah, it was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, from my understanding is that um, some people would consider that to be advisable no matter what kind of model you were using as a therapist. Um, but I'm wondering if, em- is ch- if trying to show a heightened empathy is part of Team CBT. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so definitely, like, on my understanding, and I guess it's something that David Burns, the Team CBT creator, talks about quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is specifically, and there's specifically showing empathy, and he also has a, spe- a specific model of, like, what it means to be empathetic and, like, the five elements of that. But then, like, if he's yeah. doing training, so, like, train therapists in, like, if you kind of have these five elements, mm-hmm. you're being empathetic, which I guess I can just list now, because these were things that were, I guess, in my mind last time, and it's just usually in my mind when I'm, like, talking so- to someone about feelings or something, mm-hmm. um, where the five elements are. The first one is um, affirmation, um, maybe more relevant in context where you're, like, having a conflict with someone or something, and actually, like, wouldn't be affirming what they say, you know, if they're like, oh, you never do the dishes, where you usually naturally would just disagree with that. So that element is is affirmation in the sense of um, maybe finding truth in that, even if it is a conflict, going, you know, you're right, I didn't do the dishes last night, and that has happened before or something, even if you don't agree that you never do the dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess still applies to some degree, even if it's not a conflict thing of... Mm-hmm just affirming what, what you see is kind of true in that. And then the second part is, um, uh, I guess the second part is like empathy, which is weird to have as a sub part of empathy. But um, uh, so thought empathy and feeling empathy. So thought empathy being um, just repeating back what someone has said, like as accurately as possible. Um, obviously it could be paraphrasing, mm. but trying to, just capture mm-hmm. everything they've said about what they've been, what they're thinking, what's going on, um, yeah. and just make sure that, like, on a very literal level, you are, you have sort of heard and understood all of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, which I guess, David uh, Burns talks about maybe being underrated, even just that literal level that people might sometimes try to um, interpret or kind of really see like what's behind what someone's saying or something but you might just be missing even just, like, literally hearing all the things they said. Like, you can't, they sort of said these five things or what's going on, you kind of heard two of them and ignored the other bits and misunderstood a third or something. Mm-hmm. So to just really check, um, and I literally, I literally heard what you said. Um, and then the feeling empathy part is um, thinking of how, given what they've said about that, how they might be feeling about that and kind of checking that with them. So you said all these things, it sounds like you would be feeling pretty worried about that and this and that um and then so that's two parts uh and then there's uh 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 then there's like i feel statements so you're saying things about how you're feeling yeah. hearing that person um is a big part of that that i guess maybe makes it a bit less uh sort of formulaic or robotic or something of just being a fully sort of neutral therapist thing saying, ah, oh, repeating back and checking, but going, you know, talking about, yeah, how, you, how you're feeling hearing that. Mm. Um, and then there's, uh, 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 
affirmation. Wait, maybe I said affirmation for the yeah. first one. The first one is not called affirmation. It's called... Um, uh, can't remember what it's called. Affirmation is about... Um, just, ex- like, ex- yeah, expressing whatever kind of uh, respect, admiration, kind of positive um, feelings that you have towards the other person. Um, again, is, like, a... Sp- especially important maybe in like a more argument type thing if you're comfortable with someone still like just reiterating some mm. positive things about kind of how you feel about them or you know uh, I you know really respect that you're bringing this up or whatever it is mm. like that um, and then the last thing is inquiry so yeah literally just, just asking them either like um, am I understanding right so far or like I'd love to hear more about what that was like for you or just like asking for mm-hmm. further things so that's like I guess the team CBT model of like what mm-hmm. it means to be effectively empathetic mm-hmm. yeah I think it's nice to have acronyms for things I'm wondering if I can propose I comma fat AI <laughs> Um, yeah. Someone expressing that they are a fat robot. Yeah, um, I think that's good. I- inquiry, feeling, empathy, affirmations, thought, empathy, space, um, accountability, which is the name I'm giving to the first one. Great. And then <laughs> I feel statement. Yeah, or agreeing even. Maybe agreeing. Agreeing. Yeah, yeah. Agreeance. Yeah, I think we should. I like this because David Burns used an acronym for these, but it's a three-letter acronym for a five-part thing, right. which is quite confusing. What's his it's acronym? ear, which is like empathy, something, okay. and something. <laughs> I mean, ear and is kind of squishing things into categories, yeah. which is not good enough. Ear could be a, could be accused of being more relevant. Yeah, true. I, I, comma, fat AI. Fat AI. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just an AI that's fat with all the things that it's heard. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fat with um, listening. With listening, exactly. Yeah. So that was that second stage. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, going through all those feelings and then looking at what thoughts you were having um, as you were feeling those things. Oh, and we, we chose a specific um, time, um, which was waking up um, on that morning, the, on the Tuesday morning, I guess. Um, and being in bed and what thoughts are going through your mind. Um, and then with one of those thoughts, we did also the downward arrow technique, um, which is aimed at sort of seeing what more underlying beliefs are kind of underneath that thought that are making it um, upsetting, where you kind of say, okay, this is this thought. If that were true, um, what would that mean to me? Why would it be upsetting? And we did that recursively. Which I like that one. be useful. Yeah, I quite, quite like that one too. I guess it can be useful if you're... Um, trying to get to it. Yeah, the idea is, like, you can... Um, uh, CBT, a lot of CBT is about, like, questioning negative thoughts, but you can do that on different levels. So you might um, sneakily reaching for those orients. <laughs> you might... Um, uh, like, if you have a thought, like, oh, I'm going to fail this test, you could... Um, you could address that, like, on a, on a low level or a high level... I feel like low level and high level is always confusing to me because they can mm. be kind of used interchangeably. Like high level could mean superficial or like 
really in depth or vice versa. Anyway, you can address it on one level, which is like maybe questioning the idea that you'll fail your exam, being like, okay, like you're going to fail, but you've actually like passed all the previous ones or whatever. Or you can address it on a higher slash lower level mm. by seeing like, okay, even if that was the case, you're going to fail the exam. What's the kind of underlying belief, underlying belief that makes that upsetting? Which is maybe mm. like, you know, if I don't do well in school, my life will be horrible or something. Mm-hmm. And you could question that. So then it's like, well, whether or not you fail the exam. Um, yeah, mm. so I guess by doing downward arrow, you can find those lower slash high level beliefs um, and then mm. see if you might want to question those. Which I guess the reason I did that there is because I guess this is something you're talking about as being something that is like, a kind of recurring thing that maybe you weren't like in the moment we were working on it, you weren't even necessarily feeling, but just something that would come up mm-hmm. um, quite a lot. And so then thinking like there's probably some mm-hmm. um, underlying, um, the term in, in CBT is like self defeating belief, some underlying thing mm-hmm. that is maybe um, at least the CBT we're looking at it will probably be that there's some underlying belief that is then, um, uh, I guess, makes you like, yeah, vulnerable to things. Um, being upsetting or causing these things when certain things happen. And then if you can kind of question that underlying thing, then maybe um, you won't have those same reactions to, to things happening. Mm-hmm. That's like the idea, yeah. I think I've read about that being really effective in conflict um, mm. as well, this sense that perhaps there are underlying values and beliefs that are relevant in a particular disagreement and that when people just totally can't find a compromise like say um i don't know it's a housemate thing one housemate says you don't do the dishes enough the other person believes they do do the dishes enough and it doesn't really feel like there's any way for those things to change like maybe there are different um ideas in both people about what is enough sort of dishes Mm. to be doing per week or something, um, then sort of even if you can't actually agree, you can understand what's caused the um, value in the other person. Like, I know as a cliche example, like, oh, my mum hated a dirty dish and if there was a dirty dish in our house, we all got in trouble or something and mm-hmm. so I grew up in this household where like it was a crime a sin to have a single dirty dish on the sink and then um as the person with more lax values around it you you might not necessarily change your stance but you could have like much greater empathy or something yeah um, yeah and which I guess now that I'm talking about it, it seems kind of obvious, but I feel like um, maybe people forget that there are these, this like underneath layer and they mm. kind of um, spend a lot of time talking about, I guess, the logistics of this particular situation Mm-mm. and like not taking the time to go to that next, I, I suppose, downward arrow layer yeah. that might be quite illuminating and at least even if it, you don't actually get any more agreement. At least there's a sort of a sense of like, um, I can appreciate your position a bit more. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not just assuming that 
not doing dishes means the same thing to them as it does to you and so therefore it's bizarre how they're reacting or something mm. yeah 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 totally and yeah I find it so fascinating like what discovering what those things mean to different people like, yeah um I don't know maybe it's again if we did the downward arrow like you were doing last time like so the person's like having dirty dishes around reminds me of getting in trouble when I was a child and then were you just saying like why yeah so I think like in the version of it that you're describing there's probably more of a like psychodynamic type approach or something where you're looking Mm. at um sort of historical causes and kind of in childhood and stuff whereas which I think is like similar to the CBT type thing but the CBT thing we'd be looking at why is that upsetting less in a like Mm. um what happened to make this upsetting and more in a sense of like in your current thinking what is like a a belief you currently have and it's kind of that's making it upsetting and it's I guess you'd say it's quite agnostic as to where that comes from. So it could be like, yeah. maybe that comes from what happened in childhood, maybe it's genetic, like, who knows? But we're just looking at, like, whatever the cause of it, what is it that you currently kind of believe that makes it upsetting? So it could be like, you know, if if dishes aren't done, then it means, like, your house is a mess or something. Mm. If your house is a mess, then it means you can never relax or, like... Mm. So it's more looking at what the beliefs are rather than where they um, yeah. come from. Yeah. Yeah. You can't relax, then you feel unsafe or yeah yeah you know you're not safe in your home yeah yeah anyway that was a bit of a tangent yeah i i I have found that helpful as well and even that thing of yeah it's not part of a cbt thing but um i'm understanding things about yeah people's past experiences and going like oh this feels like this to me so this thing happened and like i can find that can yeah make me feel a lot easier to kind of be empathetic and stuff yeah 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 um, cool, so that was the empathy stage, and then we moved on to the A stage. Um, the um, the uh, paradoxical agenda setting. He's like, everyone's just like changed the name for the stage, and it's like, I feel like both of the ones were confusing. I think it used to be called like assessment of resistance, and then it changed to paradoxical agenda setting, or the other way around. Um, uh, I think I think of the stage more as just like positive reframing, which doesn't fit the A acronym, but that's like another term used where yeah. you're looking at these at these problematic yeah. quote um, thoughts and feelings, um, and then saying, um, okay, is there anything uh, good about these before we try to change them? Um, I feel like it's like a bit. It's funny. I feel like in some contexts that. Um, at least I find that quite annoying. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm probably about anxiety or something, like, people are like, well, maybe that's just good. And then you like, shouldn't do something about it. And you're like, no, mm. it's actually quite annoying. Yeah. Um, but I think in, in the TMCBT, it's not so much... Well, I guess the idea is that there there are these methods as part of it that like could be really effective, mm. but rather than just going into those, um, that they could be... Um, yeah, you kind of want to soberly step back and sort of look at the positives and negatives and also I, th- I think a big part of the idea of that stage is that it um it helps to deal with what therapists would often call resistance which I think is just like a really horrible term for it which basically like whenever um like a client s- seems to like um 
be not fully on board with kind of the process or with changing something. It's like quote resistance, mm. which kind of seems to frame it as like an annoying child or something. Like, why are you going along with the program? Like resistance. Yeah. Um, or oh, makes me think of um, complaint handling. Yeah. 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 Sales. Yeah. Like, it's sort yeah. Of like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Non-compliance. Um, but yeah, I think the team CBT way of looking at that would be, um, that some of that could even be for good reasons, right? Like it could be that genuinely, um, when you, your, um, you know, your depression around something is like connected with, uh, kind of showing how much you care about that thing. And you kind of feel like, well, if I just felt fine about it, that would like mean that I didn't care and it's like and it is really important to you to feel like you care about that or you know maybe your anxiety is keeping you alert whatever it is and so looking at the positives not necessarily that then you say oh okay we won't do anything but that you can um oh we've got a plane going by I guess it sounds weirdly close to the house (laughs) 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 bizarre um that's yeah, if you can kind of make these things conscious and then kind of weigh those up um, with the negatives and stuff, then when you do say, okay, yeah, I've kind of weighed all this up and I want to go into the methods, that um, it's less likely that sort of some part of you, that you'll kind of, it's less likely that you'll just be subconsciously aware of these sort of positives or really you want to hold on to it. And if it's just maybe, maybe then subconsciously um, sort of fighting against these methods or feeling this hesitancy, but if you can kind of make it conscious and address it, then you can kind of be fully on board with whatever changes you do decide you want to make, I guess is my understanding of that that step. Yeah. Um, great. So, yeah, and then what's involved in that on practical level is looking through um, at least all of the feelings. You can also do it with, um, with thoughts as well, with the negative thoughts, but at least the negative feelings, going through each one um, and saying what's good about this. Um, and then there's like two types of, um, I guess, good things where one type is, uh, good things that it shows about you. So for example, looking at the ones that we did do last week for you, we had, um, like what the feelings of guilty, remorseful, bad, and ashamed. Um, and you are saying how that shows you have an active morality, that you have these feelings. So it's like showing something positive. Mm. And then the other type of good thing, um, is... Uh, a uh, like it's like a benefit of having that feeling. So rather than um, like the guilt is showing you have an act of morality, it could also be that um, example for that with guilty. Uh, hypothetically, could be uh, when I feel guilty, that um, motivates me to think about how I can do things differently next time or something. So it's like a positive effect of that feeling. Um, yeah, and then a kind of third, more limited type is just, um, like, maybe it's appropriate for, you know, the situation or for what's going on. Um, yeah. Okay, so I guess we can, because we kind of did these, we went through a few of them last time, and I feel like it helps to maybe have those fresh in mind as we go through the next parts of the process. So maybe I'll start by, like, reading through um, what we came up with last time and then we can continue that for the rest of the feelings that we didn't get to. Yeah, great. Cool. Um, 
and maybe to kind of rather than just kind of rushing through them it'll help if like I read each one maybe I'll pause for a second or something and you can just take a moment to kind of feel feel into that or feel feel the truth of it or I guess if it doesn't feel true in this moment just say that as well and I can like cross it off the list but otherwise kind of feel if that feels true and if it feels like it's something that's sort of important to you yeah take a moment with each I remember last time you were saying, does it feel powerful? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the kind of three questions that, that you ask, I don't know if there's an official part of like the team CBT process, if you're doing it in like a self-applied way, but at least um, when David Burns is is um, working with people with these um, positives, we'll always ask, is that true? Is that uh, important? Is that powerful? It seems to be his trio of questions. <laughs> Such um, a good trio to ask of like anything yeah true you know like yeah um i like basketball is that true yes is it important kind of is it powerful i'm not sure (laughs) Sure, yeah maybe i I don't like basketball (laughs) maybe i shouldn't be playing basketball doesn't make this high bar um yeah yeah but especially the true thing because i guess it's like important that in all these things they do really feel true to you and it doesn't seem like oh okay you know we we'll kind of say these nice things for the sake of the exercise but really yeah. that's not yeah mm. um, yeah that's not how I feel exactly dance break um cool so yeah read through these all uh, uh, editing Jalen here so at this point we went through the list of positive reframings that we had just done in the first session that you've just heard. So I won't uh, play that part for you as you probably don't need to hear us just going back over what you've just heard, mainly for Harley's sake to get back in that mindset. So I'll skip to after we had gone over that first part of the list. Okay, uh, so we can now do that with the rest of feelings. Um, just looking at your sheet here. So the next one we had was feeling self-conscious, which you had at 40% in that moment. Mm. What are some positives about feeling self-conscious in that moment? I mean, I think there's something around wanting to not hurt other people. Mm. Because in my mind, self being self-conscious is being concerned about how others see you. Mm. And maybe if you're worried about that, it means that you want to be um, behaving in a way that others would like, which potentially implies not hurting them. Cool. I guess it's a bit of a logical kind of path there, but... I think that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that as, as one um, aspect of it. Wanting to not want to hurt others. And I guess maybe along with that of um, wanting to behave in a way that I like or something, maybe another part of that is um, showing that you want to connect with people with that as well. Yeah. That, like, if you didn't care about your any relationships with anyone and stuff, you probably wouldn't care what they... Yeah. Like that? Does that yeah. Feel, yeah, cool. Yeah shows you care about connecting with others. 
Great. Any others for the self-conscious? Um, no, nothing else comes to mind. Cool. Then we had discouraged, which is mm. at 50% intensity. What are some great things about feeling discouraged? Mm. I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, sort of when one door closes, another opens or something, like being sort of discouraged in one area, maybe gives space to be mm. encouraged in other areas. Right, kind of like makes you open to other things. <laughs> Whereas if you was, if you didn't feel all discouraged and were just like, no, this is going to be great, it's going to work out, you wouldn't kind of notice other yeah. opportunities, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. Makes you open to other doors opening. Yeah. I guess it could also um, kind of protect yourself. It could be protecting yourself a bit from being like repeatedly disappointed. Like if you didn't feel all discouraged and we're just constantly super optimistic, like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then it kind of was and you'd just be constantly getting hurt. Mm. But if you kind of are discouraged and it kind of, I guess lowering your expectations or something that could be a bit protective yep does that feel yeah 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 protect from disappointment anything else for discouraged I don't think so (laughs) Uh, and then the Second last was feeling annoyed. Mm. Uh, I was thinking about this, actually. I wanted to check because... And I think that that annoyance was connected with um, this thought we had of... You wrote, um, like, it's unfair that I didn't get a chance to discuss things Mm. and these type of thoughts. Yeah. Um, um, I know often people... uh, Like, anger in itself is, like... uh, something that I guess people often or I definitely know for me feel like more comfortable expressing so I wanted to just double check whether there was actually some anger with that as well Mm. um, or it was just annoyance Um, maybe it is just annoyance so I'm not assuming that it necessarily was anger but I just wanted to check I mean it says on that list also mm. upset, maybe that's yeah. the, the word that mm. yeah. jumps out as being yeah. the most... Um, Annoyed and upset. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I have some story around, like... Um, you know, kind of being a male partner in a hetero relationship mm. that it feels really um, not okay to sort of be angry. Mm, mm. <laughs> Just noticing that coming up. Like, I don't think I really do feel angry, but I think I would be reluctant to wanting to want to let myself feel anger. Mm. Yeah. Maybe we can just write that down as another thought as well. Yeah. What you just said about, um, what was it? If I, like, was I'm not allowed to feel anger or it was something like, it would yeah, be... I, yeah, I feel reluctant to feel anger. 
Yeah, so that's... Oh, this is another thing I didn't explicitly describe last time, so this is a good opportunity to do that. Um, with the thoughts, um, there's kind of a couple of, um, I guess, criteria they need to meet or something, or just things that make them work in the process, where one of them is um, that they are not feeling. So I guess with that thing of, I feel reluctant to feel angry, mm. then you go like, okay, so that's the feeling, and then what is like the, the thought, thought in more of like an idea or belief that is like, yeah. Maybe it's would make wrong. you feel reluctant. It's, it's mm, wrong. It would be wrong for yeah, me to feel angry. Yeah. Cool. Do you feel angry? Um, and I guess like a, po- a, a positive reframe on that thought itself would be that like that seems like I mean I guess a lot of positive of that. I mean, this is closest window. I'm getting messenger alerts in my headphones. Um, uh, oh, hang on one sec. I think this is maybe housemate messaging about the present the present moment ah yes about waiting for dinner no I think it would be a little while we might after yeah uh one sec I'm gonna just do the quicker in person say say hi from me editing Jalen here at this point there ensued a brief social and outfit related interlude with one of my housemates, which we shall skip. Oh, Sriracha and Oreo is just like uh, offensively offensive. Mm, but great. But great. Cool. Um, no, I said that I think I'm happy with my outfit. Cool. Which I think I am happy with my outfit. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do this. Let's, let's do, do this. this. <laughs> uh, Get it done. Great. So we wrote down that extra thought would be wrong for me to feel angry. Um, and yeah, so I guess like one option there would be to like look at that a bit more, look at the positives and negatives and stuff. But I guess maybe in the, in the interest of time, we will... Um, sort of press on with the with the steps. So we had uh, annoyed and upset as the feelings. Um, not uh, not so much angry or the other ones there. Um, yep. And what are the positive things about feeling those in this moment of waking up mm. and lying in bed? And what were the three things you said? You said it, ways that it could reflect mm. positively on yourself. Yeah. Ways that it could actually be beneficial. Yeah. And then what was the third one? Uh, just like, being appropriate. Oh, like, you know, just like, like, oh, your dad died and you feel sad. Like, that's appropriate for the situation. Appro- yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, well, actually, maybe that's pretty good for... Um, especially upset, I think, was is appropriate for this situation. Um Cool. Um, and I mean annoyed is probably just um, shows uh, you know willingness to value yourself or <clears throat> to like stand up for yourself or something yeah shows you value yourself 
Yeah, I guess it even like motivate you to stand up for yourself and like yeah. make sure that you're yeah your um, other phrases motivating you. Is that something that's important to you? It is. Great. Um, and I guess it might show, maybe in the converse of how these other things mm. we were saying with um, some of the others showing how you were willing to kind of see your own role in things, mm. maybe that shows that you're willing to see um, like other people's roles or like not um, put all the blame on yourself. Yeah. Like you're also willing to see ways that it's not just, you know, all you being terrible or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one to include, cool. yeah. So you can also see um, I actually think that if I remember correctly from the list of 10 cognitive distortions that I Mm. have encountered before you're about to plunge into oh which was a nice little teaser oh teaser yeah I think there is one around um like putting all blame for everything on yourself mm-hmm. and then conversely one around putting all blame for everything yeah. on, on other people yeah exactly so yeah. yeah it's like they're yeah I guess they're both equally uh, a negative thing to do potentially like yeah this could, they could both be quite harmful yeah 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 and I guess those feelings show that you're um not fully moved over either of those you can see some of the some of your own part but also see like mm. yeah. someone else's part in things yeah yeah great um any other things for the annoyed and upset I don't think so cool um and then the final one we had was regret which you yeah. had at 50% strength what oh great, yeah awesome what's regret. good about regrets um I suppose it it suggests things you might want to do in the present. If you look mm-hmm. back at what you what you feel bad about not having done, or about having lost, or even a mistake, maybe it suggests how you might want to conduct yourself in the future. <clears throat> Great. Suggests ways you can act different in the future, conduct yourself different in the future. for that one um, I think again probably just that it, it's probably appropriate I think to feel regret mm. when yeah there's been like a complex interpersonal situation and there's so many ways you could have acted and so many little like I suppose almost like micro moments and mm-hmm. in micro-interactions and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But all could have kind of changed all these different directions things could have gone in. Yeah. And, yeah. And different ways you, different things you could have said in like yeah. m- multiple conversations and yeah, everything like that. Yeah. Lots of room for regret. Yeah. Positive and negative. 
Great. So that is through all of the feelings that we have now looked at the positives of. Um, so at this stage in the process, um, do this in the stage actually as well so like I was saying that you can do um, you can do this kind of thing with thoughts as well which usually to do it for all of them is quite time consuming but I thought it would probably be useful to do it uh, just for this one that we kind of did the downward arrows with because um, yeah. when that's yeah I guess a thing that in within Team CBT is called like a self-defeating belief which is this more like underlying more general thing um, that often you can have, you know, quite strong good, good reasons even for, for having or for holding on to and so it can be helpful to like um, yeah, look at those positives before you potentially mm. try to like work with that yeah. um, and we can actually even do uh, yeah, I think it'd be useful with this to do something called um, <laughs> something called God's Benefit Analysis, which as I said I realised is like not an obscure <laughs> Something called cost benefit. Have you? I don't know if you've heard this idea of like costs and benefits. Yeah. It's quite I have obscure and technical. Yeah, yeah I actually have heard of it. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I guess you're. Yeah, you're really in the sort of world. world and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this is where we look at all the all the positive things about this belief, and then mm-hmm. also the negatives. Yeah. And then you kind of say, okay, mm-hmm. given each of these. Yep. Is this something that I would like to work on, or do I actually just feel like it's serving it really well? That's cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Great. Um, so, what do we get to at the bottom of this uh, chain of downward arrows? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've got a few in this chain. I feel like maybe the lowest one that might be helpful to potentially help to work with is um how to sort of like I might I, that I might not connect with someone like that again mm-hmm. and that then I might not have the support I need um so if we can like frame that into a thought and look at that so I guess like the um so we've got these thoughts connected by downward arrows um yep. but then the kind of the downward arrows themselves i guess the idea is that those are these kind of more general thoughts so you have this like i might not connect with someone else like that again and then that would mean i might not have support i need so maybe the kind of um underlying belief connecting those is something like um you know if i don't have and what i'm going to say won't be exactly right so you, like, you'll have to yep. say what it actually is but something like if i don't have like a a really strong um, romantic connection with someone that feels like really special in certain ways um, then I um, won't have support and so won't be able to be happy or like something like that like yeah yeah I, that's, pr- that's what I was going to say yeah okay how, yeah so yeah. if I um. if I don't have how would you describe this sort of type of relationship that you're like um have a yeah I mean maybe I would describe it as like a life partner which I suppose suggests that there's some sense of committing to a romantic partnership for life Mm -hmm. if 
they don't have a romantic life partner, yeah, I won't have the support I need to mm-hmm. be happy. I think that feels pretty real. Mm. To be happy. And I guess that's kind of, um, there's kind of two beliefs hiding in there, right? So there's something about needing a certain type of support to be happy, mm. and then something about that type of support only being able to come from yep. a romantic life partner, I guess. Yeah. What is that type of support? Um, yeah, it's a great question. It's something in... Yeah, I think it's something in someone being there to listen or um Yeah, like talk through things. That's a, like a sort of availability. Um And then I would also say it's something about like sharing the experience of life, maybe like um like a mutual enjoyment and kind of um, doing life together I think I I quite like that phrase Mm. Um, and when I think about all of this I often think about like the sort of minutia of living you know the moments where you're shopping in the supermarket or like waking up and you've got 20 minutes before you need to get out of bed or um, waiting for the train or something Um, and I think there can be some joy in doing these things alone sometimes and like you know connecting with oneself like really feeling one's own presence in the world maybe um, you know having fun with activities like a podcast or like (laughs) um and the, I guess, freedom that comes from doing it alone as well. Um, but I... For me, I think there can be, like, a, a richness um, and, like, a real... Yeah, maybe just, like, a delight that can come from mm. those things being experienced together Yeah. in a way that I, personally, I feel like I don't can't quite access on my own yeah like um that the yeah you and someone else can kind of bounce off each other and waiting 10 minutes for a train can be quite like fun and interesting and exciting um where like maybe solo it could certainly be like interesting maybe you could read a nice book it could be quite rewarding or enriching or um nice but like I think it's pretty rare that I on my own could kind of get into that realm of it being like thrilling yeah (laughs) Uh, or something so um that like next level of of enjoyment or aliveness yeah aliveness is a good word which I suppose I'm speaking more to um yeah, aliveness than support, but maybe it's mm. almost like coupled with mm. a sense of support and being like, um, 
the like safety or the security and consistency and groundedness of having someone else there um even like logistically say like traveling or something and you've got two people to carry all the stuff yeah. and someone else can hold all the things while one person yeah. needs to like tap the tickets on the machine and like just this sense of like um tackling the the little obstacles together or something yeah so i feel like that all that somehow the like aliveness quality of that and the cooperation or support quality all roll yeah. into one thing yeah where like it can potentially feel really amazing to have the yeah the support of someone else in your day-to-day life yeah yeah that's how i feel yeah cool (laughs) there's kind of yeah the two parts that go together the support Mm. thing of someone who's there who kind of is always available to to listen Mm. talk through through things with or even just on practical levels like you're saying carrying bags and the translation or whatever and then also being able to share experiences with and then making them Mm. much more alive and thrilling and yeah yeah and i think there's also like validation maybe of sort Mm. of someone wanting to spend a large amount of their time with you it's quite like affirming yeah um and perhaps getting to know you on quite a deep you know everyday level and liking what they see Mm -hmm. I suppose and um almost like positive feedback loop in that that I think can Mm -hmm. occur when someone is um is really affirming some of the qualities of yours that they see yeah and then that's um you know adding to your confidence or making you proud to like continue displaying those qualities yeah Um, and when that's mutual it's also like quite lovely because it's like both people are almost like boosting each other or something yeah um and yeah I think maybe the microphone has started rotating oh yeah yeah I think there's I think it's of course so possible to like have a wonderful time on one's own and maybe today I'm feeling like fairly strong in that so Mm. this um, particular self-defeating belief doesn't feel like it's kind of as active or something so it's easier to talk about the alternative that it, it does feel like oh yeah it could be quite possible to have a great life without a um, romantic life partner yeah but certainly yeah it's certainly a belief that flares up sometimes for me yeah and in particular moments has been very pronounced I would say yeah 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 less so at the moment but at t- well I guess for example then I guess that when you were lying in bed on Tuesday morning yeah it was more pronounced yeah definitely yeah. cool okay so it's, it's something, something like if I if I don't have a romantic life partner, but then you won't have, um, like, support and someone to share experiences with, and then that that will, um, 
mean that you are, I think we got to the last time is that like you be, the thing we got to the very bottom was like, I might be sad and lonely forever. Yeah. And it sounds like there's also something about, that you were saying then about like value or like worthiness or something that mm. like, um, if you have that part of it and that um, shows that you're, yeah, I don't know what word you would use. Yeah, like worthiness, yeah, or value worth, or, worthiness sounds good. Yeah. 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 So I wonder if we could phrase that as like, if I don't have a romantic life partner, I'll be, um, or like I need a romantic life partner to be, to not be sad, lonely, and worthless. I don't know if that sounds kind of um, too extreme or if it kind of doesn't. No, I think it's, things. you know, because we're not, like, we're talking about one underlying belief that is sometimes there and um, isn't necessarily helpful. Yeah, yeah. So that's not, you know, I certainly wouldn't um, sign off on that being the truth. Yeah. <laughs> But as a belief, I think that's... Maybe some part of you does or something. Yeah. But I guess we do also want it to be cracker in the sense that, like, if it's, um... Yeah, I guess to line up as closely as possible to Mm -hmm. something that at least part of you holds rather than just being like, oh, well, that's clearly not true, but then there's kind of this other thing that you Mm. will do for, like, it's true. I wonder, does that seem like it kind of is... I think it does, yeah, line up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it's... That's a good way to put it. I think that's part of me that that believes that very strongly yeah and maybe there's even another part of me that thinks that's ridiculous or something yeah 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 Yeah. super parts okay great so we've got this belief so then what we can do is um look at the positives and negatives of because I guess when we we move into the method stage we can do things like challenge this belief but first we want to say well do we even want to do that like maybe this is actually like playing a positive role for you and we don't even want to kind of go there um, so I'm going to do two columns here, positives and negatives. Um, and so like we did for those feelings, what are some positive things about um, having this belief that you need a romantic life partner to not be sad, lonely and worthless? Um... Yeah, what are some positive things? I mean, yeah, I suppose it motivates the search for a yeah. life partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is massive, right? Like, um, well, I guess I can ask, is that something that's important to you, like, um, searching for or finding a life partner? Yeah, yeah. 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 Sounds like it's, like, really important, like, a really... Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds like a massive thing, motivating the search life partner um and i guess similar to that like motivating um sort of fighting to to make things work with like an existing partner or something kind mm-hmm. of like not yeah not totally just things go yeah um 
I guess what comes around for me is like a Rick is worth worth thing that if you think that your worth um, depends on if you have a dramatic life partner, then that means when you do have a romantic life partner that you feel like worthy, right? If you do, if that's where the validation or value of worth comes from, totally. Then the yeah. times when you do have that, you're like getting a lot of worth and yeah, and value and validation. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, and maybe on the back of that, like a kind of gratitude for partners, like, mm. yeah. Mm. Like it makes you feel gratitude because you kind of, um, see all these things of, as coming from them or relying on them, that that makes you grateful for, it makes yeah. you grateful for them because you're kind of getting all these things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. to not be sad, lonely, and worthless. But I guess part of it is, like, sometimes... I'm guessing, like, there are times... Um, definitely, at least sometimes, when you have been or will be, or whatever, sad and lonely and things, when in that moment you wouldn't be if you, like, did have a romantic life partner with you. Mm. So it's, like... I guess it shows that you're um, seeing the reality of those times... Like whether that is whether that's all the time or some of the time or whatever, like mm. you are willing to kind of see that um, that you sometimes do feel this sadness or loneliness. Yep. Um, yeah. Is there something like that that feels true? Yeah, like willing to acknowledge what's really happening. Yeah. To acknowledge reality of sadness and loneliness. Maybe there's something about the worthless thing, something about avoiding a certain type of arrogance or something, mm-hmm. where you're not just thinking, um, oh, I'm really worthy, valuable, whatever, you're kind mm. of, if it's dependent on this thing, maybe there's some degree of humbleness there or something, mm-hmm. um, that someone who was just like, I'm the greatest person worried about everyone else probably wouldn't have this yeah, yeah. belief, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, actually, put that like humbleness or um, lack of arrogance or something like that. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah humility. humility. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the word, humility. Lack of arrogance. Hmm. Any others? I think I might be out. That's it? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything, if you kind of, if you kind of, We've covered a lot there, like we everything. If you kind of feel into and kind of um, mm. feel into that belief, and maybe even the times when you—that's probably helpful actually. Like even in the times when you do feel this, if you even think back to, for example, like being yeah. in bed at that time and kind of really yeah. feeling the truth of this. Mm. Um, is there anything that comes from that feeling place of like, ah, oh, it's important that I sort of keep seeing this because it's like a feeling of something that you would lose if you um. if you kind of suddenly just stop thinking that 
The main thing is that comes is the first one we said already, I think. Mm, Just about. that it's motivating this yeah. kind of, like, yeah, quest to um, seek a life partner or, mm. like, um, you know, even more broadly motivates a desire to want to, like, connect with new people. Mm. Or, um, Great. To connect with new people. Yeah, and kind of if you didn't, if you lost that belief, then maybe you kind of wouldn't be finding yeah. it's hard to have this partner connect with people and you might be less yeah. likely to actually have this great thing in your life of this Yeah, partner. of like having quite a social um, life attending a lot of events. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> Things okay. like that. Cool. Great. So this is, yeah, a lot of positives. So we've got motivate social for a life partner um, and also or fight it and or fighting to make it some existing relationships sort of work and continue. Yeah. Um, a source of worth in the times where you do have a partner um, makes you grateful for your partner because of all these things they're giving you yeah. um, shows you're willing to acknowledge the reality of um, the times when you are sad or lonely uh, shows your humbleness and lack of arrogance around your worth being like conditional on something um, and also motivating you to connect with people more generally mm. Mm. yeah cool um, so given all these like great things yeah um, I guess yeah, are there any reasons um, that... Yeah, would there be any reason challenges, I guess? Is there, is there anything negative yeah. about this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me the biggest negative is it feels like it... Um, it kind of undervalues the other connections in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it... You know, it seems to suggest that all of the great friends and family connections I have and kind of not enough or something mm. which I I suspect is sort of not true on some level great do you value the other connection I'm just realising as we go through this I probably should tweak the wording a bit to be because I'm realising we still got part of this in terms of feelings rather than thoughts or we said to not be sad lonely and worthless yeah like maybe we should take that to like sad alone took the lonely to alone yeah because that's more like a belief than a feeling sure does that still feel accurate yeah like it yeah and then the sad that maybe like what would it be that would be making you sad like something about like your life would be or... empty or your life would yeah, be yeah. that uh, does un- unfulfilled works or yeah something? I guess that's still like a yeah let's see that because that's not really a feeling that's like a sense that something that should be present is not yeah yeah Yeah, I see that yeah Um, cool do you buy other connections any other negative negatives about Um, yeah I mean I think it 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 means that um, the ending of relationships is like a particularly challenging experience for me. Relationship endings are challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe it sort of means that during relationships I'm um, like kind of a bit over invested or like um, 
basing too much of my happiness on the on the relationship rather than other parts of my life mm. and what does that um, kind of do or how does that lead to problem um, it can create a sense of imbalance maybe if I'm focusing all my energy on a relationship with the other person is focusing their energy on various parts of their life that mm-hmm. like creates a discordance yeah I can like so that can actually cause problems in the, re- in the relationship itself the yeah. fact that you have that yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah okay can cause imbalance and so relationship problems yeah relationship problems right anything else um I mean, yeah, just I suppose just like a potential anxiety in periods when mm-hmm. there's not a relationship happening. Mm. And maybe something about with this worthless part, maybe it's like then yeah, feeling mm. feeling worthless in the when you don't have that or mm. things like you might not have that or something. Mm. Um, Does that yeah, true? yeah, totally. Hmm. What I wonder about, and this could be like a total guess, so let me know if it's off late, but does it, um, just having that belief ever kind of get in the way of you enjoying a relationship when you do have it? Kind of thinking that, like, you're like that you really need this and that like mm. if, it, if you didn't have it or something it would be all these terrible things does that do anything that kind of makes you cling to it in a certain way or something that you that it gets in the way of enjoying it yeah I think so yeah yeah um hard to describe exactly yeah. how that manifests but yeah something like that like Yeah, maybe that's it. Just sort of, like, causes a, a clinginess. Mm. I guess that could be related. You were saying before, like, about the anxiety with it. Is it, like, a anxiety that... Um, anxiety and clinging that gets in the way of just enjoying things, or...? Um, yeah. Like yeah. Does that feel true? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess then in times, this is kind of related to what you're saying about devaluing other connections, but I guess either in times when you don't have a relationship or just when you're not with that person or other aspects of your life that you can, um, um, I guess it, like it could be that you either don't, um, don't like do certain things because it's like, well, it's not as valuable or fulfilling or that you kind of don't, um, yeah, miss the way so those things like could be fulfilling or could mm. provide you with company or worth or something. Yeah, it? yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Miss other opportunities. Mm. 
for fulfillment, company, and worth. Okay. Does that feel like the end of that list? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Alrighty. So, given all these positives and negatives, which uh, which side, if you were to kind of um, look at all of these and kind of weight them or something, mm. and then you had to, and you had like a hundred points yeah. to put between one side and the other, yeah. um, where you're like either holding on to this, um, well, that's kind of a negative way to put it, keep, 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 keeping this belief or, um, yeah. or kind of going for a modified version mm. of it, how would you tally up the... Positives yep. and negatives. I'm writing out of 100 on this sheet. Yeah. And either way, it's fine. It's not like a trick question where you have to say that it's bad or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think the negative definitely wins. Mm. Yeah. I don't how much I mean, today? What's the kind of... <laughs> out of 100? Okay. Um, I Where mean, totals to 100. I'm yeah. giving totals like roughly 60 and 80, I think. If I, so, sorry, like 60 for positives, 80 for negatives? Yeah. If I was to just kind of... Cool. Yeah. Eyeball it? Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. <laughs> yeah, specific. Um, okay, so you feel like these, these negative things actually outweigh... The, the, there are these positive things which still have... Quite a bit of weight at 60, but yeah. the negative things outweigh them. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, great. Well, uh, given that, um, we can definitely do some methods with that thought. And I guess more generally, um, uh, more generally though, we've talked about all the positives with all these different feelings. Um, we talked last time on the stage of like the magic button and if you press this magic button and have all these things go away yeah so now maybe we have like a bit of a dilemma is kind of yeah. the thing that you look at in this stage of process where you're like well i kind of wanted to press this to, for this to go away but then if i did that i would be losing all these great things we talked about sampling a yeah. few you know um showing that you value yourself um act, active morality motivating you to learn and grow all these different mm. things yeah so kind of like what do we what are we going to do then? Yeah. <laughs> Just carry on. Go carry on with them. Well, the the uh, potential solution, what if we had a magic dial? Okay. Where, rather than having to push a button, it'll go away completely. Yeah. You can still keep some of these things as yeah. the positives, but just rather than being at, say, 65 strength, you could yeah. dial it down yeah. to a level where it was more manageable, you didn't feel as bad, but you could still get some of these positives. Would that yep. be a, a dial that you would want to turn? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Let's cool. turn the dial. Let's do it. <laughs> and we can actually get that specific. So for these different emotions, um, we can go through. Uh, you, The blue you had in this moment at 30%, what would be your ideal level to dial that down to? Oh, wow. So yeah. Re- yeah. Um, sure, like 20%. 20%. Um, anxious, you had 50% strength. What's yeah. your ideal level? Um, like 10? 10% anxious. Guilty, remorseful, bad, ashamed. From 65 down to... Like 10? 10. Great. Uh, incompetent, from 40% down to 
Um, ten. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> kind of liking ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rejected, alone, abandoned from sixty-five down to. Oh, like zero. Great. You don't want any. You don't want any of those. You know. No. Sure. Cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, self-conscious from forty down to. Um, twenty. Twenty. Discouraged from fifty down to. Um. 20. 20. And annoyed, upset from 40 down to... Um, maybe I'll keep that at 40. Hmm, cool. Yeah. And regret from 50 to... 20. Great. Alrighty. Yep. So, to do the styling down, styling let's down. do a quick uh, get into the method stage. Yeah. Um, so, looking at my sheet here... Yeah, cool. I guess we'll just like smash right into it, um, so we can get through some of that in the time. So I guess, I guess let's just really go straight to this um, that thought that we're just doing the cost benefit on that belief, right? You would sometimes maybe start with like a kind of one that felt a little less core to like get a little running start, but I reckon by the time we have, let's just like go right into yeah, it. Yeah, great. Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, so this one was. Um, uh, I need a romantic life partner to not be unfulfilled or even worthless. Um, we just did this yeah. evaluation. Yeah. And it goes over positives. Um, so the first thing uh, is to label the cognitive distortions in this thought. Um, imagine that's here on the sheet. So I've got this list of cognitive distortions here. Um, there's 10 of them. I'll just read through them now. So we've got all or nothing thinking, where you see things as like all one thing or the other. Yeah. yeah. Um, Overgeneralization. Um, or maybe just even as we go through, you can kind of say if you feel like that one applies to this thought of yeah. I need a romantic life partner to not be unfulfilled, alone, and worthless. Mm. Um, all or nothing thinking. Yeah. It seems like seems, that. Does seem like that applies. Yep. Okay. And then overgeneralization, where you view a negative event as a never-ending pattern of negatives it always happens seem to apply um yeah in a way I suppose mm-hmm. I suppose it's sort of saying that any time without a romantic life partner is like a negative experience that is always the case sure Realization. um and then we have um, mental filter, where you look at all the negatives and ignore the positives or something? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that really applies. Cool. Uh, discounting the positive, where you see the positive things, but you find some reason they don't really count. Like if um, someone says, like, oh, you did great on that subject. You're like, oh, yeah, but that subject is, like, like not this or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's relevant. Yeah, because I think it's discounting the positive relationships in my life. Hmm. Outside of the outside of like yeah. romantic life part yeah. of what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and jumping to conclusions, uh, which is going to be either mind reading, assuming things about people's thoughts, or fortune telling, predicting how things are going to go and that they're going to turn yeah. out badly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's fortune telling going on there. Cool. Kind of predicting that this is going to, about how your life would go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, magnification, minimization, blowing things out of proportion or shrinking them. Um, 
Yeah, maybe it's like slightly blown out of proportion. Uh, emotional reasoning so feeling a certain thing and then saying that must be the case the example yeah here is I feel like an idiot so I must be an idiot yeah um, no I don't think so Mm -hmm. there's not a thing of like kind of feeling this aloneness and stuff when you imagine that and so then going like oh so I really would be alone and worthless and stuff so I'd feel alone I mean, I might not be, I'm just checking. Is there a thing where you kind of think about having a life part, not having a life partner and, and feel a certain way? Yeah. And then go, oh, so that's where some things would be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there probably is. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning. I do that one constantly. Um, should statements, using shoulds, musts, oughts, have tos, things have to be mm-hmm. a certain way. Um, no, I don't think so. Cool. Uh, labeling, where you label yourself or someone else, like, I'm a jerk, I'm a loser, I'm this, I'm that. There could be, like, a sneaky one of that here with the worthlessness, maybe? Of, like, labeling mm, yeah. your overall worth from... Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Mm. Sneaky. Sneaky label. Yeah, because, yeah. Because you're not kind of saying, if I didn't have a romantic partner there would be this negative thing it's like yeah. I don't have one overall yeah and then there's the blame one yeah about. self blame or other blame I don't think that's happening yeah though. I don't think so either I don't really see that okay great so we've got this list of distortions um and there's yeah a few ways there's actually heap, yeah heaps of different methods and in this stage of ways we can kind of try and blast this thought a bit yeah. um but we can start with um, a yeah uh, the simplest one to start with here um, yeah okay let's start with a um, an approach called the double standard technique cool um, and yeah, so there's like yeah, there's a whole bunch of methods. There's like a, a couple that seem to be used the most. Like if you listen to David Burns doing sessions and stuff, yeah. like this is one of those. But there's yeah, heaps of different ones. Yeah. Um. So now that you've kind of noticed some of the ways this might be distorted, so yeah. there's all or nothing, um, which is oh, I don't think we talked too much about where that where that comes from. What yeah, what about this um, makes it the all or nothing, kind of all or nothing. Oh, I think just to assume that. Um, the state of not having a romantic partner would have no positives to it. Yeah. It's like it's that. only good or only bad. Yeah. yeah. Unfulfilled, alone, worthless. You're not like, oh, I'd be 10% more alone or something. It's just like, I am alone. Yeah. I'm the partner I'm not or I'm unfulfilled or I'm not or something. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Worthless. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so the uh, double standard technique we can do is... Um, is that imagining I am a friend of yours yeah um who's kind of a clone of you okay (laughs) I'm not Jalen I'm another friend who's like very similar has like all the same life experiences has like the same life going on now has like gone through all the same things Mm -hmm. also recently like had the stuff going with the partner all these very similar things um and your friend make up a name for for me as friend uh yeah Brian Brian cool I'm Brian um and Brian comes to you 
Uh, so I'm going to be Brian, you're Holly. Um, and some of these similar things, and Brian's going to kind of kind of come to you with this thought, and you're going to um, respond how you might respond to Brian, or if you kind of see some of these cognitive distortions or whatever, kind of pointing out to Brian how you would yeah. um, see things. So, so I'm Brian. Hey, uh, hey, Holly. Um, just wanted to have a have a talk to you. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. What's, yeah. What's going on? Well, I just realized this thing because um, yeah. I've had this stuff. Yeah, I kind of had this recently and things were ending and yeah a bunch of going on and I actually I just realized this this truth about about me and kind of my life which is that I need a romantic life partner uh, to be uh, or else I'll be unfulfilled I'll be alone and I'll be worthless yeah um, that's but I just wanted to check like that's that's true right I'm not oh no that's not true right you um yeah, I mean, you, you're fulfilled right now, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I guess to some degree I feel kind of yeah. sad about things and stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you have, I mean, you have some great friends. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do have some friends, but I just kind of feel like, you know, I have some friends, but I can't be really fulfilled or or kind of have worth if I don't have this romantic partner right I mean I think you're going to have quite a quite a bit of worth really but do you actually is, it, is that true or are you just saying that to make you feel better like if we're being honest I'm okay. like I'm pretty I'm pretty worthless right when I don't have no, no I don't think like I know you're my friend so you want yeah. to say those things but like I'm no, genuinely right? I think there's lots of good things happening for you objectively huh. I feel like a romantic life partner might add something but I still but I still have worth even even if I don't have a partner definitely yeah what about being unfulfilled and alone those are true, right? Maybe I'm still worthy, but I am gonna oh. be alone if I don't have that. Forever, I mean, right? No, I don't think you'll be alone. I think you. I mean, a lot of the friendships you have, I think, will continue for the rest of your life. Hmm. Hmm. You mean that? I mean that. That's yeah, that's nice. true. I think that's true, or very likely, at least. Hmm. I think that the friends you have will be like you will connect with them quite often um, but yeah there's I think there'll still be moments when you're alone and I think if you didn't have a partner you might have more moments of being alone than than you would have if you did have a partner and doesn't that just make it kind of doesn't that just mean I'll be unfulfilled and that will kind of be unbearable though then if I if I have um, some moments no I don't think I'll be unbearable make life my life bad overall generally won't be permanently bad mm-hmm. there might be right. some like acute moments where it's doesn't feel good right so you're saying that like even if I even if I don't have a partner I still have some worth in these connections and things and and the film it just might be there might be some more moments of loneliness okay yeah alright 
sorry, this is all you said to Brian in the uh, yeah. Double Standard Technique. Um, given, and this is a real question, so I think on this, um, if this is true for Brian, uh, is it also true for you what you've just said? Um, um, and yeah, take a moment to really kind yeah. of process that rather than just. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, so, what would be like a. You kind of feel into that you sense of that. Yeah. What would be like an alternative belief you would articulate? Yeah. Than based off what you were just saying to Brian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would be like without without a romantic life partner, I would need to. develop a comfortability with aloneness what if I can't develop that comfortability though mm. I don't know if I can develop that comfortability okay right? sure because well, it's like being a, like aloneness is pretty bad I'm going to be alone yeah but um yeah you, you wouldn't always be alone so maybe like uh, I need a romantic life partner otherwise I'll spend more time alone than I would otherwise mm-hmm. well it sounded like we thought you were saying to Brian you weren't even saying like he does need that so like you say something about like you even without the partner you still have connections yeah and worth and some fulfillment but that there like there may be um, some moments when you feel more alone yeah but there'll still be like a lot of connections or things like this or I feel that yeah but it's not essential yeah yeah I think what's so what's the what's the maybe if I if I'm right ah so Harley all these things you said to me I'm quite liking the stuff you said to me how do you kind of sum all this up in a, yeah. in a sentence of what you think is actually yeah true for me um <laughs> Like, life with a romantic life partner and without one can both be... Like, would be different, but... Could both be fulfilling in their own way. Hmm. Is that is that really true? Do you actually think that? Or are you just saying that to make me feel better or kind of make yourself feel better? If you really kind of... No, I actually think so. Yeah. Cool. But both fulfilling and worth. Oh yeah, what's the uh, Neil time check? Fulfilling. Uh, it's a ten minutes late. See so you at nine twenty. Cool. Which is perfect. Seven minutes away. Yeah. Um, great. If we need to do a part three, I'm down. Oh um, yeah, I reckon we. I reckon we'll be pretty. Yeah, I reckon we'll be able to. Yeah, you can see maybe an optional part three. Um, Okay, uh, so, and how much, so this new thing you've said, that life with without a power would be different, mm. but they'd both be fulfilling, um, yeah. and I guess, and you could still be, be worthy and have connections. Yeah. I kind of added that on, but is that, 
yep. from the other parts of it. Um, how, at from zero to a hundred, how much you believe that? Mm, like eighty. Eighty, great. Um, and now this this original belief, um, I need a romantic partner to not be unfulfilled, alone, and worthless. Mm. What percentage you believe that? Like thirty. Thirty, great. Okay. Um, so let's try and blast that a bit more. Um, we can use another technique, which is probably David Burns' most used one, which is the externalization of voices. Mm-hmm. So this is where, um, this is another role play one, so you kind yep. of need two people to, to do these. Yep. You're, um, doing it for your app, for yourself, you need someone to do it with. But, um, so I will be your uh, negative thoughts. Okay. So this particular one, I guess, in this case. Um, Bernadette. And, but, 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 oh, wait, wait, what? You can be Bernadette. Oh, as, a, as in like, as opposed to Bernadette. Wait, what was my name in the last one? Brian. Brian, oh, yeah. Well, this is actually, this is actually, I'm being you. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're going to do this. So it's basically, I would be you, I would, and I, I so kind of the thought that you're telling yourself, mm. I would have this thought to you, and then you kind of respond to, yeah. or uh, fight back to this thought, um, and then depending on how that goes, you can then, we can then do role reversal as well. So if you kind of do that and go, I'm actually having a bit of trouble with this, we can like role reversal, you're the negative thought, okay, I'm the realistic yeah. thing, yeah. and I do that, and then we can kind of yeah. take turns until we're like, yeah, yeah. really um, smashing it. Does that feel? Yeah, great. Okay, cool, it's like a pretty, pretty hardcore one, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's two like main, main strategies that can be quite helpful, where yeah. one is like the counterattack of just being like, that's not true for these reasons or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the other is like the acceptance paradox where you might actually accept certain things about the thoughts. So say if a thought is like, you know, uh, you know, you you can never do good enough in your course to be the great scientist or something. The acceptance thing might be like, well, yeah, maybe I'm not going to be the great scientist in the world. Like that would actually be okay because I have this good life, da 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 Where you're kind of like, yeah. so it's like an Aikido thing or something where you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, fighting yeah. back. So those are like two potential tactics. Um, great. So, I am Harley. Hello. <laughs> Hi. And you are Harley. Hello. Um, Harley, I know you're like, you know, you're doing this nice podcast and it's kind of fun and stuff. I just wanted to just sort of pop in and remind you, um, you actually need a romantic life partner if you want to actually not be unfulfilled, alone and worthless. Yeah. Sadly, that just is, is the truth. Okay. Um, that's not completely true. There's lots of potential fulfilling lives that I could live without a romantic life partner cool and how who won did you win or did I win in your um, estimation oh uh, I won yeah I yeah. won yeah. did you win small or big um interesting small mm, okay yeah. let's let's try it again should we try a role reversal sure you can be cool okay. so you're yeah Negative Harley. Yeah. yeah. Um, realistic. Um, Hi, Harley. with it. Yeah. Hi. Um, yeah. So, did you know that it's actually impossible for you to not feel uh, worthless, alone, and fulfilled? And we have, yeah, be unfulfilled, alone, and worthless. Yeah. I'll start again. Neither <laughs> that you will feel unfilled, alone, and worthless unless you have a romantic life partner. Yeah, so that's just like not true. That'll be those things. There are plenty of people in the world who um, don't have partners, whether like at the moment 
or like through their lives. Um, some of them are sad. Some of them really are really happy. Some of them um, are doing different degrees, fulfilling things in their lives. Um, but they're actually, I don't actually don't think any of them are worthless. Um, I think they all deserve to be happy and have like a lot of worth. That has nothing to do with whether someone has a partner. That's pretty ridiculous, to be honest. But they're not like they're not having a great time. Like they would be having a better time with a partner. I mean, some people would. Plenty of people with partners are having a horrible time. Right, they're like wishing they could divorce, wishing they could break up. It's this massive source of stress in their life. Some people, it's nice having a partner. I think it can can bring really positive or negative things. And I think that really, I don't think the main thing about if my life is fulfilled, you know, if I'm alone, worthless, is like to do with that. I think there's like a much bigger, a much bigger thing that would decide that, or like a much bigger kind of problem actually. What's that? That I have. It's actually just listening to your bullshit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So maybe you could just. Fuck off. Whoa. <laughs> All right. I know. I know. Who won? I, know. Yeah. I think you won. That Small or big? Big, yeah. Big or huge? It's the final. Oh, I think cider. huge, yeah. Okay, great. Do you, want to, do you want to have another go then? Sure. Great. So, Harley, obviously, you know, Jalen yeah. just did his thing. It's all happening. But I do yeah. just have to tell you, mm. if you don't have, you actually just need a romantic partner. Yeah. Otherwise, you will not be fulfilled. You'll, you'll be alone and you'll be worthless. That's just yeah. the truth of it. That's not the truth at all. That's ridiculous. That's, yeah, I just feel like you're um, living in fear. And you're, by saying that, you're just holding yourself back, actually. Okay, maybe I'm holding you back, but like it's this is true, right? That's what if you have this partner, you you won't be alone, you'll be fulfilled, you have worth, and if you don't, then you'd be unfulfilled, you'd be alone, I be mean, worthless. Maybe it's yeah. Who knows? Maybe I would be unfulfilled with a partner and feel alone, even though I was with someone. Often, because the relationship wasn't going very well, and conversely, maybe I would have a great time without a partner because I would feel really fulfilled in what I was doing and have lots of great connections that made me not feel alone or worthless. So I actually think that I can have a great life without a romantic life partner. And I think that you should leave me alone. All right, all right, all right. Who won that? I won that. Is that big or small? Big. Big or huge? Like moderately. Moderately? Big. All right. Should we, should we try another... Let's try um, to get to huge. Oh, how are we going for, for is Neil about to arrive? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty happy with getting to big, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Well, oh, yeah, we can ask. So now... Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so this thought of mm. I need a romantic life partner to not be unfulfilled, alone, and worthless, um, yeah. now what percentage do you believe that? Yeah, like 10. 10%? Yeah. All right. Great. Um, yeah, I guess we'll leave that there and kind of, yeah, you can wrap up. So, like, you, when, you're, yeah, when you're doing this process, you can do this with, like, all of these thoughts. And there also are other ways to challenge them. You can do more on your own, which is more just about um, uh, thinking about or writing out the ways these cognitive distortions apply, apply and then writing, like, another thought to replace it. Um, or even simulating some of these on your own. Like, I'll sometimes do the double standard just on my own. I'll just imagine I'm talking to a friend and do this kind of thing. Wow. Um, and you can kind of go through this with each of the thoughts and yeah. question them in this way. Yeah. Um, but after doing... Yeah, I guess we've just worked on one there. But after doing that, um, 
I guess then you would also like rate how you then the percentage you feel these these feelings you had, which yep. maybe like is a bit hard to plan out because um, it was more about being in that moment anyway. Um, but I guess we can. Um, yeah, uh, maybe I'll ask these other things instead then because it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, oh no, sure. Let's let's do this. Sorry, the back and forth. Um, how blue do you feel now? Um, like fifteen. Fifteen. How anxious? Mm, like twenty. How guilty? Um, like zero. Zero. Incompetent. Um, twenty. Uh, rejected, alone, abandoned. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, great. So we did, I guess, a, a slightly uh, abbreviated version of the method section, like I was saying, where if you're kind of doing this whole process, you go through it with each of the thoughts. Yeah. Um, but I think enough to kind of see how it works. Yeah. Um, so this um, did not work for me when I tried it in the sense of, you know, fixing all my problems. Yeah. Um, I guess the question is, how well do you feel like it worked for you? Um... Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd, I definitely felt like it's worked in the binary of like working or not. Um, definitely would need to kind of test it more over time, I think, to get a better sense of it. But definitely two things I really loved. I loved that you almost, um, in a, in a, moment where we were evaluating the positives and negatives of a particular thought it almost feels like there's some like externalizing of it Mm. and so rather than feeling I'm stuck with this thought it almost there's a sense of control or agency I really felt of like okay like similarly to like do I want to buy this um, chocolate from the supermarket or maybe I would prefer not to because the negatives outweigh the pros you know like the cost and the sugar content mean that I'm going to choose not to get this chocolate like like almost doing that as if my thought was yeah. as like um, separate from me as the chocolate in the supermarket like yeah. oh I think I won't do that actually um, and I also really like that sense at the end there of um, you were just going in of like blasting the thought yeah like, <laughs> use these methods to take down particular thought I think it's really fun great um cool well there we go that's uh that's it oh any any negative reactions thoughts feelings for the session or any parts kind of you know rubbed a bit the wrong way or anything definitely not any parts there is a part of me that wonders probably about just anything like this whatsoever mm. whether it's almost like too much self-analysis mm. to the point of almost promoting some kind of um, anxiety or like yeah. self-consciousness of like you know maybe this was an unusual example because of the we've been recording for the podcast but it's like in spending um, three or four hours thinking about this I'm yeah like, this <laughs> sort of um, it's encouraging myself to be more preoccupied right with this yeah um, I might otherwise be or yeah. something or like you know, especially if we've gone through every single one of these, it's like, yeah. um, 
there is this sense of like, could I drive myself crazy with analyzing every thought that I have? Yeah, I guess part of the issue itself was sort of fixating on these thoughts, so you're like, it could kind of be yeah. just playing into that. Yeah. So I think yeah. for me, I'm just really mindful of maybe there's just a fine line between mm -hmm. like a useful self-understanding or self-analysis where you're like diving in and not being afraid to notice your thoughts and consider whether they're useful and work to change them and then not crossing that line where you're spending all of your waking time dissecting yeah. your own yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to the detriment of living your life or, yeah. yeah great um, well, everything. Um, once again, I'm not a qualified or unqualified therapist. Um, just showing this technique that I learned from David Burns. Editing Jalen here. I said here that I learned this technique from David Burns. I did not mean that he personally taught me. I have just read some of his books and listened to some of his podcasts. Um, anyone listening who does want to learn about that can... Uh, Great David Burns' uh, book, Feeling Great, um, or his podcast, The Feeling Good Podcast. Um, strong plug to that. Um, and of course, um, yeah, I'll be checking in with you, um, I guess, in a couple of days, how you how you feel about everything we recorded and whether you still feel okay about releasing it. So I guess if listeners are hearing this, that would mean that you um, have decided yeah. to feel, feel okay about that. Um, yeah. But we'll check in about that. Thanks so much for. Um, trying this thing yeah. that didn't work for me and seeing whether it works for you. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So that was the session with Harley. Thank you very much once again, Harley, for that. Uh, I wanted to mention that, kind of briefly mentioned there, usually when you're doing this whole process with yourself or with a therapist, you would go through all the different thoughts that you wrote down in that initial stage. Um, you remember that we wrote down a whole bunch of highly different um, negative thoughts, but due to time here, we only got to work with one of those. So usually you would then keep going through the others um, and then doing these methods with those uh, and you would only stop when um, either you've gone through all the thoughts um, or if after doing a bunch of them, um, you realize that the others now no longer had any power for you. You just had already stopped believing in all the rest of them as well. Uh, as you will have deduced, Harley did, um, in fact, later still feel good about posting this, which is why we have. Uh, and I also, a couple weeks after recording, asked Harley to record a little voice message about how he had gone since then, whether it did feel to him like this had worked in any way. As I said, the concept of this podcast is kind of that we're doing things that didn't necessarily massively work for me. I do feel like I definitely got some things from doing Team CPT things, uh, and I find it really interesting and useful as like a framework to think about things. Uh, but it didn't, you know, 
transform my life, which is a bit disappointing. Uh, but yes, Harley recorded a little voice message about how uh, he, he changed or didn't change uh, in a couple of weeks after this. And here he is. <laughs> hey, Jay. Um, I'd say hard to know. I'd, yeah, I'd say that I feel like there was already a change in that I was, yeah, coming to feel better about this sort of thing or at least feel like I had more tools to process it. And even if I did have thoughts along the lines of feeling really discombobulated by missing a past partner or something like that, I was able to notice what was happening and kind of hold myself during that experience. Um, so yeah, I think that was already the general trajectory and yeah, I have noticed that being particularly good lately, but yeah, it's sort of hard to know if that was just already happening. Um, so in any case, I think probably any change that was made by doing the team CBT would have been fairly um, small change. But yeah, I mainly feel really grateful to have learned the techniques and like thoughtful that I might try them again if I am feeling particularly thrown off. So yeah. Um, did it work for you? Yeah, I think it worked for me in terms of having something else in the toolkit. Yeah. So I may or may not do more episodes like this with different guests and using different methods, uh, different things that I've tried. Uh, yeah, but if you feel like you would want to be on a future episode of these, let me know. Like I said, I may or may not actually do that, but feel free to let me know. Okay, thanks. Bye.